Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Exposed Turnbuckle Wrestling Podcast. Um, this is your co-host, Kyle Smedley, joined as always by... The other co-host, Corbin Hubert. Great to be back with you guys on yeah. this beautiful Thursday. We're getting oh so close to WrestleMania. We're about a little over a week away. Yeah. I think as we sit here and record today, obviously this will come out on Friday the 24th, but we're sitting here on the 23rd, so we are... Nine days away? Yeah. Which um, is crazy. It is crazy to think about. It feels like just yesterday I was watching, you know, the Rumble, mm-hmm. and then it feels like I was just watching Elimination Chamber, and now we're already here. Yeah. But I think that's a testament to how overall pretty solid the booking has been and how consistent the product has been I since think, January. I think you and I were also talking about, like, how good this card looks. Yeah. Like, this year's Mania doesn't really seem to have a scrap of fat on it. No, it really doesn't, Um, because, like, we were talking about it last week, even with Lesnar Omos like that's I like we're ironically invested in it. I'm excited. I see the Mr. Kennedy shirt You just took off the quarter zip. Yeah, I got the I ha- I have the Michigan State quarter zip today because at, Like I said, I mean this is going to come out the next day, but Michigan State plays Kansas State tonight Really need a win, but what time to start. I don't know how I feel about it. 630. Do you think we'll be out of the meeting by then? I'm leaving early <laughs> I, I told him I'm like I'm leaving at six. Yeah, sorry um but yeah, I mean, got to rep Mr. Kennedy. He's not going to be at Mania, but I've got his like, spiritual successor will be. That's true. That's true. I've got a, uh, I've got shirts like lined up for next week, like Monday through Sunday, like wrestling shirt every day. If I'm going to have all these shirts, I got to wear them and wrestling shirt every day, Mania week. You I'm excited. The, you doing KO on the last day or the first day? So. For like Saturday night one, I'll be wearing my KO Mania shirt from last year. Okay. And then for night two, I'm wearing my Cody long sleeve. Have to. I've got I've got some other ones lined up like my WrestleMania shirt, like Roxena WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I've got my Roman Reigns shirt, um, Triple H shirt because he's booking the damn thing. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's one more. Oh, is it? I, I might have Drew laid out, but okay. I also might have L.A. Knight laid out. Oh. Except for it's Eli Drake because I got the dummy shirt, which is awesome. But, yeah, um, you know, this week is kind of weird. Or not weird, but, like, this episode is kind of a state of limbo. Like, I feel like most episodes since we started have been, like, a preview for a pay-per-view or, or like fallout. a fallout of a pay-per-view. And this week isn't that, but... Still a lot to talk about. Got a good big question, and we'll get into the news first. Um, I don't know. I, I think there wasn't, like, any huge news this week. Just a lot of, like, Little small tidbits. Kind of, yeah. Um, the first thing I had, just because I kind of started from the beginning, um, the first thing I have is that apparently WWE is looking at turning Pete Dunn or turning Butch back to Pete Dunn. Um you like Butch, though, right? You know, here's my thing about it. I was torn when I first saw that because I like the Brawling Brutes, um, and especially how over Sheamus got, you know, him having his own faction, I thought was really cool, something neat. We've never seen Sheamus have his own faction before. Hold on. League of Nations? Come on. Was that really his his faction? He was WWE champ. He was WWE champ, but they were all kind of, after he lost it, they were all kind of presented as equals. I, I caught myself the other day thinking about the League of Nations 
I don't I don't know why I wasted my time thinking about them, but I think it's because like all four guys are pretty good, but the faction was terrible. Yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, the the whole purpose of them was just to be fed to Roman Reigns. Yep. Um, yep. So I mean, well, okay. Then let me rephrase. Sheamus had his first Sorry. good faction. Yeah, his first yeah. good faction. Yeah. Um, and I really thought you know he fit with the group. You know, obviously, you can argue whether or not he should have ever been called Butch in the first place, but it's really a kind of a, to me, it's an endless, it's kind of a pointless debate. Yeah. Um, but now that I've really thought about it, I've had some time to think about it. I don't hate it at all, um, because one. Um, even after, or slash if, Sheamus loses the Intercontinental title, he can still team with Ridge Holland. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, now you get another really good mid-carder yep. who can literally, and he's still so young. He can Isn't he like 26, maybe? Like, maybe. Dude, I might be overshooting. Dude hasn't hit his prime yet. I know. Um, so, like, yeah, that's... I'm going to need some Pete Dunn matches on my Maybe screen. Maybe Pete Dunn dethrones Shane. That's what I think. That's what I think could and should happen. I like that. Um, you know, because I, I, I need I need Bruiserweight Pete Dunn back, like prime Bruiserweight. I mean, he did not miss in the ring. Uh, one of the, the matches that I really point to is like what he's able to do is his takeover match with Finn Balor. Mm, yeah. That's a really good match. I thought you were going to say his takeover match with, uh, at the time, Volter. At Take Over New York. That one also is really good. They're both really good. Yes, they are. His um, matches with Tyler Bate. Matches with Bate. His match with Adam Cole at Survivor Series 2019 is really yep. good. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other really good Pete Dunne match. Oh, um, he had, I believe... His it, matches with like Matt Riddle like yeah. as the Broser weights. Mm -hmm. Those were really good. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think... Um, Pete Dunn takeover matches. Dude's had some ex insanely good takeover Yeah, I mean, matches. when he was NXT UK champ, he was, like, I mean, he was excellent. Kushida? Like, I know that slapped. Um, You're a big Kushida guy. He's good. Gosh, that match against Darby was good. Yeah. Insane. Really good. Um, oh, yeah, I remember takeover uh, Toronto. Um, Pete Dunn and Roddy and... Velveteen Dream, but Pete Dunne and Roddy. Yeah, I mean he's put the out final some... of the Dusty Cup. Yeah, at Takeover New Orleans. Oh yeah, really good. Did he ever wrestle Johnny on pay per view one on one? Mm, I don't think so. Really? Um, I believe, um, in the early days of NXT 2.0, mm -hmm. um, they ran a triple threat for the North American title, and it was Carmelo versus Pete Dunne versus Johnny. Whoa. On TV. Yeah, you didn't know about that? No. Let me show you real quick. Ooh. Yeah. Dude, on, I bet that was heat. On TV. On free TV, they gave I that bet away. that was really good. It was. Hey, I wouldn't mind on the main roster, Mellow, I mean, not Mellow, sorry, Pete Dunne versus Johnny Gargano. Oh, yeah. One-on-one -on -one match. But um, another kind of, I don't know, I mean, a lot of these rumors are like returns or like call-ups or whatever. Um it's it's said that Cameron Grimes and Braun Breaker are essentially like locks to be called up um, after Mania, and I feel like we knew that. Yeah. But it's just we've kind of seen it in writing now. Mm -hmm. And well, and I remember well, not remember, but I saw Cameron Grimes posted on Twitter like an official, not an official, but like a render. Yeah. 
that you would see from somebody, and it looked like, you know, he got the spray tan, he looks cut. Dude's ready for the main roster. Yeah, and what do you think his place slash gimmick will be? Um, Obviously, his ceiling is, like, mid-card champion. You don't even think that? With how good, like, the rest of the mid-card is at this point? But two brands, I mean... Dude's going to get a mid-card title run at some point. His, I loved his North American title run. Yeah, and I think he'll definitely get mid-card title shots. Mm. I don't you know. You think he'll be like a an Ali type of guy? Not like not maybe booked as badly as Ali is. I just think he'll be. kind of he'll you know, he'll be around that mid-card scene, but I don't know if he'll ever be champ. I think that's I think his ceiling is mid-card champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he could be, but I just feel like with the plethora of talent like I, just, I don't know if I can see it. I could. I could definitely see it. Dude can put on bangers for days. He's good. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I mean, he doesn't have the ceiling of a Braun Breaker. Oh, no. Breaker absolutely. at some point will be world champ. No. Well, and I think age plays a lot into that, too, because if I'm not mistaken, he's, I mean. Cameron Grimes. Yeah, he's, well, he's 29, so he's still, I mean, still. I think those. Breaker is like 26. Something like that, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, it. It's a lot of the look as well. Yeah. Um, and I think Cameron Grimes is pretty good. Um, but I'm also, like, thinking in my head, like, of all the mid-carders in WWE who are around that title picture, and I'm like... We also got to think about it. Once the world title gets split, then you're going to have a lot more of these upper mid-card guys like a Gunther. Mm-hmm. Those guys are going to move up into the world title picture on whatever brand they're in. So then that creates, a little, more, that creates a little more room. Fair point. I just... I, th- I also think there's potential for him to just like get put in a tag team there's also that chance yeah. too i believe what was it oh no it was um how was it halloween havoc clash no it wasn't halloween havoc oh were you teamed with uh, the, uh, the oc yeah against the schism yeah that was so random had to have been a rib on carl anderson right that was the whole that was the whole week that they were going head to head with AEW, mm-hmm. and they brought up a bunch of main roster people like shinsuke wrestled on that show hey but Rhea versus uh roxanne was heat yeah yeah. Um, again, another person kind of talking about returning or being back in the fold. Um, Randy Orton is, it's been said that he's being brought in for WrestleMania weekend. Um, I think the reports say that they don't know if he's going to like be on camera, like be working the show, be making his return, but their reports are indicating that he'll be there. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you do you think we see Randy make his actual return, or do you think he'll just kind of be there? I think it's fifty fifty shot. Um, mm-hmm. if you remember, like not too long ago, maybe a month, month and a half ago, um, the I forget his name, but he's very famous for being a boot maker. He makes boots mm-hmm. for wrestlers. Yeah. Um, and he had said on Twitter that Randy Orton had contacted him. Yep. Um, so I think there's a, there's a good shot. Randy has been out for almost a year at this point. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a good chance we could see him back, um, at Mania, but if, if he doesn't show up and if he's just there like backstage, then I also wouldn't be surprised about that either. Yeah. And I I mean, I want Randy to come back ASAP, but you know, if if he's still hurt. Yeah. Like I said, I'm going to keep pushing the agenda, um, I think we have slightly differing opinions, but I'm going to keep pushing the Randy Orton versus Cody Rhodes SummerSlam main event agenda. You want a different match. I do. I want Cody versus Edge just because Edge's days in the ring are more limited than Randy. Yeah. 
Um, and I think you could still run that. You could run that at like the Rumble. I think you'd do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on how long you think you can or how long you want to keep Randy as a baby face before you turn him heel. You could do it at the Rumble. My thing is he could still be a heel. It doesn't have to be necessarily feuding with Cody. He could still be a heel and feud with other guys on the roster. I know. I'm saying, like, when he first gets brought back, he'll be a face. Yeah. How long do you want to keep him a face before he turns heel? Some people are saying literally have him confront Cody the night after Mania and turn then. You could do that. I think that's too soon. It might be too soon. You really, I think that is something you want to kind of build up the camaraderie a little bit, even though everybody knows about it. You still want to kind of build that up. Yep. um, On screen. I would say buy money in the bank, he should be a heel. If he were to come back after WrestleMania, I'd say buy money in the bank, he should be a heel. His SummerSlam match, he should be working heel no matter who it's against. Yeah. And, I mean, if Matt Riddle comes back, then you probably want to do that at SummerSlam Mm -hmm. and then hold off Randy and Cody. Mm -hmm. Um, The Rumble would be good. It's just like if Cody's still champ by Rumble. um, Which I think he will be. I I do too. But then if you run that match at Rumble, do you re- are you even going to be able to su- suspend your disbelief and be like, oh, Randy could Randy could do it? I don't think people would suspend their disbelief if it were at SummerSlam. Because mm-hmm. I, I think that'd be even sooner. Because mm-hmm. I think people yeah, are... Yeah, but people by, are, that, by that time, you could think like, oh, he might lose and then win it back by next Mania. I think if it happens at Rumble, people wouldn't even think that. Am I just I I think you have a point there, but I don't know. I'm still sticking to my guns on the Rumble because I just want to see Cody. Because IMO, I think that Cody should turn heel on Edge. We've always said that that would be such a good way for Cody to turn heel. Um, obviously, you don't want to have, but also people would probably cheer Randy. Yeah, uh, you could run r- babyface Randy against heel Cody at the yeah. Rumble. The problem is with Cody turning heel, while he is a really good heel, it seems like WWE is wanting him to be the face of the company. Yeah. Like, they want him to be that guy, want him to be the flag bearer, and if he is, then he's not going to turn heel for a long time. But I think think that would be the idea under a Vince McMahon regime. I okay. think under a Triple H regime, he would be much more willing to still have a heel. I mean, Roman Reigns, look yeah, at Roman. Yeah. Roman's a heel and he's the face. Yeah. Um, but if you want an example from Triple H, I give you uh, Champa when he turned heel in 2018 or 2017 and then won the NXT title in 2018. Yeah. And Adam Cole, another heel NXT champion. So, I mean, I think it can work. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it can't work. I just don't know if. They'd want to. They'd want to. They'd want to go for especially. Yeah, two back-to-back heel champions. I don't know if they'd want to do that. I don't know. I could be wrong. But um, there's also still going to be the second world title too. So yeah, that's true. Um, a couple, a couple people slash groups, I guess that are kind of an in interesting spots uh, being made known this week. We'll start with, in my mind, the lesser of the two situations, but still intriguing. Um, Brian Cage just came out on Twitter and was like, hey, let me fight Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. And I was like, like, Corbin showed me that yesterday, and I looked at it. I was like, oh, cool. And then I looked at the handle, and, like, Brian Cage tweeted it, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, he literally was like, I don't have anything to do after Supercard of Honor, um, and I'll be in L.A., so 
now I'm thinking, I mean, do they bring him in? I don't know, because you'd certainly run the risk of the casuals at WrestleMania not yeah. knowing who he is. Um, and I think for the caliber of WrestleMania, that's something where you would want to have somebody that people will recognize instantly. Um, so while Brian Cage and Lashley would be great, it's like you run the risk of people not knowing who he is and therefore the match not being as good as it could be. But who knows? Maybe the the, the match itself would get those casuals invested in him. I mean, his look already on its own is enough to get the casuals invested, I think. Yeah. I think that... I, I still can't decide if I think Bobby's going to run an open challenge or not. It seems like the match with Bray is done. Yeah. Because... Bobby hasn't even been on TV since the whole angle blew up. Yeah, or he had that like one really weird promo backstage where he was like, Bray Wyatt, you need to face me like a man. Oh, and yeah. Like, it had like the, the Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. logo, but that was like it. I liked the Bobby Lashley cadence right there. You kind of you kind of nailed it, actually. That's He's just so monotone. Yeah. You need to face me like a man. Yeah. Um... I think I I think LA Knight is one thousand percent running an open challenge at Mania. I think, or at least a segment that gets interrupted and could turn into a match. I think what we could see at WrestleMania is one of two things with LA Knight. I think we're either going to get something involving Steve Austin, or we're going to get something involving Big E. I agree. It's one of those two. Yep. Um, and I think if you were to have a full blown match. I think it would be against Big E. I mm-hmm. don't think he would have a match against Steve Austin. I think it would just be a segment. I would love either option. Mm-hmm. Um, puts him in a big spotlight to, I mean, Big E, everyone wants to see him get back. Um, and then who doesn't love to see Steve Austin? Yeah. Um, I I think that's possible. I think if Lashley runs an open challenge, I even think Big E could answer that. Um, I think Styles could answer that, like or said, I think it could be someone like a Brian Cage. As you said, Brian Cage, Matt Cardona. No, I don't think he'd be Jay White. Jay White, maybe I could see maybe Jay White. Um, yeah, I, you know, it does suck to see. Obviously, the reports we still don't have a clear idea of what's up with Bray Wyatt if he's injured, if yeah. he's done with the company. Um, but, you know, you feel bad for Lashley um, because it's really out of his control. And, like, and, he's had a great year, and he's really good. Yeah. Like, I I think he deserves to be on the card. I agree. So the, I want an open challenge. I agree with the people who say you should just throw him in an IC title match. No. I... I really just want this triple threat. Like, that's what the story's been building to. That's what this... But, I mean, when it, injury forces, you know... I don't know. Because plus you still don't know if or when you'll get the Bobby Gunther match. So I think this yeah. is the closest you might get to it. Yeah. I mean, it could happen. I, I also like a triple threat more than a fatal four-way. So I think that's playing into my reasoning as that's well. That's fair. Um, but I don't know. I just love the story they're telling with Sheamus, Gunther, and Drew. I don't know if Bobby needs to be in it, but... um. Kind of last like person that or people that could be returning or you know are in limbo on what they're going to do is FTR. Um, it was tweeted out by Dax, right? Yeah, over the weekend. Yeah, he said, um, 
I think he said like they've decided they, they, what they want to do in April, mm-hmm. but they can't legally speak on it, and something, and they'll like let the fans know. Yeah, they soon. said they'll let they said they'll let the fans know as soon as they can. And then this week on Dynamite, they laid out the challenge for, hey, we want a shot at the Ass Boys tag belts. The Ass Boys were like, no, and then they're like, we will leave AEW if we don't beat you. And so that's kind of stoking the fire, like, well, are they leaving? Are they coming back to the Fed? Or are they just playing playing into it? it And they're still going to win. I can't decide. I can't decide either. I'm, like, genuinely torn. I I, I really think it could be either way. When I first heard that last night, I was like, oh. I was like, they're leaving. I was like, they're going back to the Fed. But then as I started talking to you about it, I was like, that is a very much a AEW, WWE trope. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember, like, the... The one that is most vivid to me is um, Dolph Ziggler, No Mercy 2016. Yeah. Everybody was saying that Dolph was done with the company. Yep. And, he, there, and then they threw in the stipulation if, if Dolph loses, he has to leave. Um, and people genuinely didn't know. Yeah. Um, that unpredictability. Um, so, uh, side note, that's probably one of the most underrated pay-per-view main events ever, I'd say. It didn't main event. It, no, yeah, it did. Didn't. No Mercy. Mm-mm. What was the main event? Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. No, it was not. Yes, it, wait, no, it wasn't even... It was Randy Orton versus... Why do I feel like Kane was involved? I know I know Dolph... No, I think it was Bray Wyatt versus Kane. Oh, no, it was Bray Wyatt versus Orton. Yeah, yeah. What? I thought that Ziggler and no. The Miz was main event. It was just in the middle of the card. Because the the kick, the kick match to kick off the show was that Styles, I, Ambrose, and uh, Cena. That's why I thought that that was the main event. Was cause it should have been the main event. It should have. And it was a great match. And I think it was made better because of the stipulation. Yeah, it was very unpredictable. Well, I stand corrected. Not one of the better, one of the best IC title matches of the 2010s. Why did I feel like Kane was involved in that Bray match? He was involved at Backlash. Yes. Because that's when Randy wasn't medically cleared to compete after SummerSlam. Was it Bray versus Kane at Backlash? Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. No, because at the end of No Mercy, it was Bray versus Randy. And that's when Luke Luke Harper Harper returned. returned. Yeah. Uh, Really bad match. Orton and Wyatt have zero in-ring chemistry. Yeah. Then, oddly enough, they have a lot of history together, though. A lot. Hey, but I really liked when they did the, like, Orton in the Wyatt family run. Mm-hmm. Like, the trio of him, Harper, and, like, Wyatt, Harper, and Orton. That was really good. Yeah. Did you like Mania it? 33, it should have been a triple threat. Should have been. But, uh, but that, just in general, that feud for me was... Just... The, what was the match at Payback? The Wyatt Compound match? Oh, that was really bad. That show, Backlash 2017, was really... No, it was Payback. Payback. Really bad show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the main event on that? Was that Joe and Rollins? Or was that the main Joe event? Joe and Rollins. I'm pretty sure that was the main event of Payback. Or maybe not. What? Payback. Why would it be Samoa Joe versus... Because the main event of Backlash right before that was... Or was that 2018? That was 2018. Main event of Payback was oh no, it was Strowman and Reigns. Oh, and then Joe Joe versus Rollins is a semi-main. Okay, and then Wyatt Orton was third to last. And on didn't the show. this show happen like a week after Backlash, where Gender beat Randy? Um, no, the it was Payback came before. Oh, Payback was like three to four weeks after WrestleMania. Oh, so Payback was before. Mm-hmm. So then I feel like Backlash was like two weeks after Payback. Yes, because Gender wound up getting involved in mm-hmm. the House of Horrors match yeah. at Payback. 
So yeah, no, it was before backlash. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a real sentence I just said. Gender got involved yeah. in the House of Horrors match. Can we think about how bad the WWE title scene was from February 2017 to November 2017? So bad. Pretty bad. And it shouldn't have been. No. It should not have been. Bray should have had a good run. Low-key, Kevin Owens should have been WWE champ in 2017. Yep. You know. His feud with AJ should have been for the WWE title. His feud with Jericho should have been for the Universal title. He should have been the that one. That should have been the main event of WrestleMania. He should have dethroned Orton at Backlash. Sure. I mean, yeah, I don't care. Just not Jinder Mahal. Are yeah. you serious? And why did he hold the belt for so long? Like, if you're going to if you're gonna go with gender, right, mm-hmm. and you want to bring in that Indian audience, but you can clearly see it's not working, have Shinsuke beat him at SummerSlam. Even Hell in a Cell, I would have taken they, that. They fought like three <clears throat> times in, in gender one every time. Yeah. But I'm looking at this card for Payback 2017. I might have to check it out. Jericho versus Owens. Yep, that was Jericho's. That's Jericho's last WWE pay per view match. Um, Austin Aries Neville. Ooh. Uh, Hardy Boys versus the Bar. The bar. Um, oh, Bliss versus Bailey. That was the Bailey. This is your life feud. Don't care about that. Don't care about House of Horrors. I bet Rollins versus Joe was good. I bet the main event was good. And I and yeah, I bet Strowman and Reigns was good. Yeah. Um, you know what show is kind of underrated? Great Balls of Fire. It's kind of underrated. I was hyped for Joe versus Lesnar. Yeah. Joe should have won. The segment after, you know the one, in the lead up to SummerSlam that year, where Joe and Lesnar, like, butt heads, Samoa Joe, amazing on the mic. Oh, yeah. Roman's in the ring, Kurt Angle's in the ring, but Lesnar and Joe go face-to-face. It's really good. What are your thoughts on uh, Extreme Rules 2017? Oh, the main event's the five way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like the Hardy Boys the bar match. Yeah. Um, There's another Neville Austin Aries match. How many times did they have a match on pay per view? At least three. Three. WrestleMania. Payback. And payback Extreme and Extreme Rules. Rules. Um, Miz versus Ambrose. Oh my gosh! On this show, it's freaking. Rich Swan and Sasha versus Alicia Fox and Noam Dar. Uh, that makes me mad. <coughs> Why is Sasha Banks in that match? She, oh, are you gonna put her in the "This Is Your Life" feud? Just don't like. Why are you wasting her in this terrible feud? I remember being extremely hyped for Great Balls of Fire, though. But I'm looking at the card. Why the White Rollins opener? Good. That was pretty good. Uh, Big Cass Enzo. Hey, uh, the Bar Hardy Boys. They good? had really good matches. They did. Um, Sasha, Alexa, yeah, uh, the Miz versus Ambrose, mm-hmm. Strowman versus Reigns. Strowman Reigns was good. That was that ambulance match. Heath Slater, Kurt Hawkins in the semi main, one on one. Ran for two minutes, two minutes ten seconds. That's what it says on Wiki. The eighth match on the card. Why Heath... did they not just like run a backstage segment? <laughs> and oh, then no. Le- Lesnar Joe was only six minutes. Yeah, it was a squash. I thought it went a little bit longer. Joe should have won that match. Very weird year 2017 was. Joe should have won that match. Yeah. But um, back to the news. I don't know how we even got on that. We always tangent. get on, we always get on like. How these did little, that happen? I believe we were, we talking, were talking about FTR to start this segment. Man, <laughs> how did we get to that point? <laughs> 
I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh, someone who's been off TV for a while, uh, kind of unknown why, and then now we're finally getting the reason. Um, Alexa Bliss has been off TV since the Rumble, um, but then it was just made public that she had a procedure done to remove some skin cancer, um, and that's why she was off TV. Um, so expect to see her back soon, I assume. I assume after WrestleMania. She's also taping The Masked Singer. I saw that on Twitter yeah. last night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully she get, she can get back soon. Um, and I hope that they, I I I hope they ditch the spooky stuff with you her. Just wanted to go back to the goddess. Yes. What do you want? I, I think that could work and have her win Queen of the Ring. Maybe Ooh, question mark. Kind of like that. I would not hate that at all. She needs something good, something to get her back on track. Yes. Um, you know, Goddess Alexa Bliss was one of the better parts about the women's division um, in, like, that 2017, 2018 era. She was really good. Yeah, really good heel. Dude, the pop she got when she won Money in the Bank 2018, like, the crowd was loud mm-hmm. for that. It's really weird. Just, like, it seemed like they just kind of cooled off on her after 2018. I don't know what happened. It's just maybe because they felt like she maybe was too injury prone. I guess. Which... But even, like, her tag team with Nikki Cross was really good. I wasn't. You didn't like it? It was okay. I thought it was entertaining. It was okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not as good as like the Kabuki Warriors no. or like the Boston Hug Connection, but it was good. It was good. Solid. I was never a big fan of the Iconics. I thought they were pretty entertaining. I I think that sometimes for me they were borderline annoying rather but that's than, like kind of their gimmick. Though. I know. <laughs> I'm getting worked. <laughs> but yeah. Um... I don't know. I I thought Alexa and Nikki were solid. I thought yeah. I thought they were good, but it seems like like you said they've kind of cooled off on her a little bit. Hopefully Triple H uh, reroutes Alexa Bliss because she still is. I don't want to say she's young, but she's still. I don't know. She's still she's, she's got years left if she wants. Yes, them. yes, and I think Triple H will utilize those to the to the fullest of yeah. her of, their, of her potential. Yeah. Um, small like or not small, but you know announced. Earlier this week, that Andy Kaufman's going into the Hall of Fame. I thought he was already in it. Like I, was I did kind too. Of I thought I was like, wait, he's he's being not already in. in it? Yeah, that's how I was. But we were talking about this last week. Who is who all is in the celebrity wing? Yeah, we were talking about that. I'm looking it up. Snoop Dogg, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Cindy Lauper, Donald Trump, um, oh, Mike Tyson, Mr. T, um. I'm running out. Drew Carey. I'm running out now. The celebrity. Um, That's seven. I know for a factor in it. I want to say Kid Rock is in it. That's eight. I can't find. It doesn't. I can't find like a list of the celebrity wing, but surely there's got to be one. All those ones I named I know are in it. Other than I don't know for a fact if Kid Rock is in it or not. I really hope he isn't. Um. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. So two. So class of two thousand four. Um, Pete Rose was the first celebrity oh, yeah. wing inductee. How did I forget? There was not a celebrity inductee in 2005 because that was the Hogan class. Ozzy Osbourne. Um, Ozzy Osbourne. Um, William the F- the Fridge Perry. Yeah, of course. In 2006. <laughs> Wait. He was inducted by John Cena. That's really random. What did he do to warrant? Uh, uh, because WrestleMania was in Chicago. Oh. Like, probably, that's literally why. Did he not, did he ever do anything? Oh, yeah, he, he part- wrestled at WrestleMania too. Kid Rock, Ozzy Osbourne, William Shatner, how would I forget that? Oh, yeah. You know, you have From one segment. Bob, 
Bob Uecker, Uecker? Bob Uecker. Bob yeah. Uecker. Iconic. Come on, he's in that segment with Andre. And he's he's legit one of the best baseball announcers of all time as well. So I'll give him that. Okay. He's only probably in one like wrestling segment though. Yeah. Which isn't great. Arnold, um, Snoop, um, celeb. There wasn't a celebrity in 2017. I'm surprised that I'm. I, I was surprised that Kaufman wasn't already there. I th- I thought he, I, th- I thought for sure he would have been. And Sydney Lauper, Cindy Lauper isn't in it. Which like why? Snub. How like she legitimately deserves to be in it. That's, like actually. Yeah. Um, of all these people who are in it, and she's not like. What are we doing here? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kaufman is one of those who deserves to be in it for the stuff he did with Jerry Lawler. Really iconic stuff. I don't know if you've ever watched that, like those segments. Yeah, they're, they're really good. Really good. Do you um, like? Um, oh, do you think? Uh, do you think Floyd will ever get in? Floyd Mayweather. Uh, His match was a huge selling point in Mania Twenty Four. It was pretty good. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I think there's a really good shot. Yeah, I mean, if David Arquette, we gotta. I'm pushing that agenda. He's got to be in. He's a world champ. He is a former world champ. How are you not gonna have him in there? He really, actually, probably should be. I'm pushing the David. I'm gonna push that next and he's year. He's ready to rumble. I'm pushing that agenda next year. David Arquette for Hall of Fame. I'm pushing Cindy Lauper agenda really hard. Why can't they both go in? Have two celebrity inductees. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Can have DDP induct uh, Arquette. Yeah. It actually, he probably actually would. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of Hall of Famers, though, um, hey, biggest news of the week: Goldberg is a free agent. Can we celebrate? Like, oh man, I I really hate to say it like that, but like, his <sighs> post Survivor Series 2016, it's all been bad. Mm, no, it's been bad. No, not all of it. His match with Lesnar at Mania 33 was solid. Shouldn't have been for the universal title, but it was a solid match. I didn't even want to. I didn't care about that in the first place because even knew, at the time, no, because you knew Les, it was just so Lesnar could get his heat back. You're right. You're right. It should have been done after Did Survivor he really Series. Did he not have anything else that was good other than that match? No. Did he not? Dude almost killed the Undertaker. Really bad. Oh my gosh, the Fiend match, the is, Dolph squash. Yeah. The stuff with Strowman. The stuff with Drew at the Rumble in 2021? Maybe he didn't have anything else good. No, he didn't. The stuff hey, with Roman last year? Yeah, that Survivor Series match was really good, though. That was Listen, I said post-Survivor Series 2016, yeah. awful. Survivor Series 2016 itself was a really good night remember for watching that. You remember watching that live? I do. I, rem- I was Yeah, I remember watching it live. I was a little bit upset because I was like, oh. I was like, this was a squash? I was just like in shock, so I couldn't even be upset. I wasn't. I mean, I was in shock, but I remember I was like, "What?" Yeah. I was like, "Okay." I mean, I don't know. I was looking just... back on it. It was perfectly done. Yeah. Like that's exactly what should have happened. Yep. And then he and especially could have just went away. Yeah, especially because Lesnar was such like a huge exhibition marquee. Yeah. But also, he was he was like a fin- that was when he was in his finisher spam arc. Yeah. Um. So that was. I mean, it was a good moment. Per- Executed like you said perfectly. Let me ask you about this before we move on to this week in wrestling. What did you think of Brock versus Randy from SummerSlam at sixteen? You know, I was thinking about this over spring break, mm-hmm. um, and I was going to text you, but you were in Cleveland because I was I was thinking about this. I personally was hyped for the match. I was stoked for it. You know, 
how it went in execution. The ending itself, like the match ending, was a little bit meh. Yeah. Um, because I was like, I get it. You're trying to capitalize on Brock. You know, he just wrestled at the UFC, or not wrestled, but he, he just he, fought Mark fought uh, at the UFC show. Um, <coughs> like, what was it the night before? It's really not. It's really it wasn't the night before. I don't know. There's no it, way. I don't, it, I was that week or the week before. What? I'm pretty sure. There's no way they could have even. It had to have been after. Like the UFC fight had to have been. Let me see. It's U. It was UFC 200. UFC 200. Yeah. So, this was yeah. It was July 9th. Okay, so it was, it was roughly a month. Roughly a month and a little, maybe a little more. Holy smokes! Sorry, I'm looking at this card, and this card is stacked for this show for UFC 200. I was. Just, I'm not. He, I'm. I know a little bit about UFC, not a whole lot. Daniel Cormier versus Anderson Silva. We almost got, it looks like Cormier versus John Jones. Yeah, it got canceled. Jose Aldo fought on the card. Misha Tate versus Amanda Nunes. Yeah, this is a crazy show. Sorry, this is <laughs> off topic, but like, wow. That is a insane show. And then you got Lesnar back for a draw. Um, we're not going to talk about the other match on the main card, but yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I remember being really excited for the SummerSlam match. Match I haven't. Happened. I probably haven't seen it since I watched SummerSlam 2016. I've only seen it that one time. I'll have to go back and watch it at some point to refresh my memory. But I remember being very disappointed with it in the moment. I remember. I I think what also didn't help is before that you had Cena Styles which, and which, Rollins Balor. Yeah. Well, Cena Styles pretty much destroyed the crowd. Yeah. Um. Balor Rollins was a good match. Yeah. The crowd was more focused on the title, which is dumb. The match was really good. The match was really good. We also had Ambrose and Ziggler. Man, that match should have been good. I don't know why it wasn't good. Miz, it's not even that I the think, crowd was dead. Uh, Miz Apollo, I believe, yeah. was on that. Jericho KO. That was the first time they teamed, right? Yeah, against Enzone Cass. Uh, Charlotte Sasha. That was a good match as well. Um, they had the random six woman tag. It was like all the women from. Smith. That was when, when Nikki, Nikki Bella, Bella returned. returned. Um. I'm trying to think. I feel like there, I feel like Roman was, didn't fight anybody on SummerSlam. It was the it was the angle with Rusev where they, they didn't actually have a match. It was just an angle. In that same show too, um, New Day versus OC with oh, the yeah. um, with the jar of testicles. I really thought Remember OC was going to win there. Yeah, I did too. Because New Day had held the belts for almost no, they they were yeah, it was almost a year because yeah, cause they the bar hit a the year. At like roadblock. That yeah, year. I was thinking of. I was getting my years mixed up. I was thinking, oh, they just beat the bar. No, the bar beat them at the end of 2016. Yeah. Wait, no, they would have been like at a year at SummerSlam because they won the belts at SummerSlam 15. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were gonna lose. Yeah. Should have. I, I thought they maybe. were also gonna lose at the next show, Clash of Champions, with no, the fight again. I knew. I mean, same same deal. Hot take. I wouldn't have mind seeing the Dudley Boys beat them the year before. Hmm. I like was, quick rain, or you could have them hold it for a couple months. Could have ended up doing that tables match with the Usos for the belts. That would have at been Mania Thirty Two. That would have been fire. Would have been really good. Yeah, um, they should have got one more run. You're probably right, but yeah, um, that's all the news for the. Well, actually, I, I'd like to say with Goldberg, do you think he will emerge somewhere? AEW. You think he will? I I do. I think, listen, he's been saying, he's gone on record for saying that he wants a retirement match. 
Tony Khan will probably pay him. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's be real. Even if it isn't good, Goldberg will get attention. Yeah. Um, you know, just have just have Wardlow beat him and, like... Like squash him. Squash him. Will Wardlow be able to powerbomb him, though? <laughs> I don't think he will. I don't think Goldberg will be able to get up for it. Oh. That That is the match, though. Like, that that's what the... should happen. Yeah. Um, I don't care if he ever wrestles again. No, I don't care either. But that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. You're, you're probably right. He'll show up in AEW. I yeah. could see him showing up. I know we talked. You t- we talked about this yesterday. And now that I'm thinking, I don't think it'll show up in time for Double or Nothing. But I could easily see by All Out. I think he'll show up at Double or Nothing. Okay. Like I think that's where he'll debut. Do you think they run Wardlow Hobbs again, and then at the end of the match he confronts Wardlow? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. They have him. They have him come down in the main. He destroys. No. He destroys no. the four pillars. No. <laughs> He just he like spears and ja- he gives spears and jackhammers to each of the four pillars and then holds up the AEW title. Don't even joke about that because like you know it's slightly possible. You know what? I want to see it no. purely for the outrage. No. You know, here's the thing though. You how you think about how you feel like oh the, it's funny when like the guns. That's yeah. how I. It would be so funny. But the the difference is like that's the main event. That's that's the AEW title. That's true. That's true. You can't be making that a joke. The tag belts, I mean, as much as I don't even want that to be a joke, like, I don't really care that much. But the world title, hey, I don't want Goldberg anywhere near my MJF. <laughs> Nowhere near him. Oh, Goldberg's, you know what, you're right. Goldberg will squash Wardlow for the TNT title. Probably will. Oh, be bad. Probably will. I'm telling you, this run, he's going to get a AEW oh world title match. He's going to get a world title match. You know, what I, you know what match I unironically want really bad? Goldberg versus Darby Allin. I, li- I literally want that match so bad. Explain. You don't think that would be an awesome David Goliath? Allen winning would be awesome. Yeah, but... You could see Goldberg and Sting interact. That's true. That's true. I would love, I would love that match, except for Goldberg would win. I'd be really mad. Give me some Goldberg versus Double J. Oh no! Double J, Jeff Jarrett, J E double F J A double R E double T. You know it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't really want to talk about Goldberg anymore. I don't know if you do, but um, we'll move on to the weekend wrestling. I'll start with SmackDown. Um, the show started off with the whole promo segment where Cody comes out. Calls out Kevin Owens, calls out Sami Zayn, tries to be their counselor, and is like, hey, you guys should team. Um, again, Kevin's like, no, um, whatever. I mean, this segment was fine, but it just made me think, like, man, I need need a program on pay-per-view with Cody and Kevin. Yeah. So bad. Oh, yeah. <sighs> um, You know, I saw the segment... <laughs> I get why Cody's doing it, but I just I do like how people you know there are the memes about like Cody. It, it's very funny, you know, how he's like at the end of the show. We'll talk about it, but it was so <laughs> funny. Uh, like I said, I love Cody to death, but sometimes man is a little cringy. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, he can be corny at times, but you know. 
We love him for it. He mm-hmm. kind of he kind of leans into that. Yeah, I think definitely. Um, and then like right after, Sammy like chases Kevin into the parking lot, and is like, "Hey, um, I don't just want to like tag with you. I want to be your friend." And then like says he loves him or whatever. Um, I thought it was really like effective. Like I thought that backstage segment really worked. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to divert back to Cody really quick, mm-hmm. but I have a question. So how we were talking about how like Cody's corny, um, and how he plays into it. What do you think the difference is between that and AEW? Whereas in WWE, it seems like it's more like charming and like oh ha, but in AEW, like the fans like just did not like it. AEW and WWE fans are different. They just are like mm-hmm. it's a different audience. And I also think in AEW, it's a part of it as to why it didn't work was because he was running things. That's true. Like, he was EVP. Yeah. And he was running things, and he'd be like, oh, guys, I'm never going to challenge for the world title because I want to be good wanna, old yeah. Cody wrote. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think it's a little different. It's not really that different, but it is a little different. And I, I think the biggest reason, though, is just like the audiences mm. are different. That's fair. Um, I don't know. That's a good point, though, because the character, I mean, he's the American Nightmare in both promotions. Yeah, and to, I mean, I didn't watch a ton of AEW when he was an active competitor there, yeah. but from what I can tell, the gimmicks, I mean, he doesn't do anything different that he did in AEW. Yeah. It's literally just him in AEW. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe with, like, a little little less of a filter in AEW since he was obviously EVP, but yeah, same character, yeah, I I agree. Um, but, yeah, I think it's probably more that he was an EVP, I would assume. Um, but, yeah, that, that parking lot segment really worked. Obviously, you saw the what happened from it at the end of the show, which we'll get to. But, yeah, it uh, – I don't know. It, it really worked for me, especially, like, back-to-back, like, right after the in-ring promo. Um, man, I, I wish I would have written down, like, why, but, like – Again, Dom challenges Ray to a WrestleMania match. Again, Ray says no. Oh, I actually remember what it was. I said I really liked Ray's reasoning for saying no. I wish I would have written down why or like what his reasoning was, but I remember it was he was like I think he was kind of almost like as much as I want to say yes, um and you as much as like you call me a disgrace or like a bad father, me accepting your challenge would mean like I'm exactly what you say I am, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And then I think that got me on Ray's side here because at first I was like, dude, like all the fans want the match. Um, the match is going to happen. Like just accept it and quit dragging it out. But I thought that his reasoning here was really smart. Like, like the reasoning that they came up with for this was really smart and kind of put you back in Ray's side. I've always kind of been on Ray's. I mean, I've always kind of been on Ray's side for this. Yeah, they've done a really good job. Credit to whoever's writing Dom's promos, because like they do such a good job of like making him seem like this like smarmy. You know, let's be honest. Privileged kid. He was talking about how everybody yeah. a couple weeks ago on Raw how everybody was driving around what Mercedes and he he had a BMW. Really funny. Like. Sorry, I'm eating something right now, but... No, yeah. 
They do. His pro- his promos have been, I mean, perfect for his character. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, I don't know who's writing them, but they're absolutely, they're 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 spot on for what his character should be, mm-hmm. with him kind of wanting to be that guy who is unashamedly a like cheap heat type of. He's almost like it's a little different. He's almost like the male Bailey. Because Bailey goes for cheap heat. Yeah. That's what she does. But it works. And it works. Yeah. And they're unashamed in that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after that, they kind of announced officially. I think they announced it maybe earlier in the day or, like, maybe it was reported or something like that. But they they officially announced the two showcase Fatal 4-Way tag matches at Mania. Um, I like the idea a lot. You don't even like the idea? I just would rather have a Battle royal. Because mm. we're still leaving off like there. Are, if you if your whole deal is oh we got to get people on the card and get people spots, why not just get, do a battle royal and get as many people on there? Because the tag matches will be better. Probably, probably. Um, but still, I mean, like these matches are just kind of like announced. Like it's just like what and like you said, they haven't announced that they're for like title shots or anything. I think they need to do that, which it doesn't look like they're going to. So then they're just random fatal four-way yeah. tag matches. Yeah. And I, what's weird, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, mm-hmm. but what's weird is that they just announced the field for the men's match, but for the women's match, they're having like qualifying matches. Really weird. It is weird, considering how deep the tag division is. You would think like Legato would be in a qualifying match, and like maximum male models would be in a qualifying match. Imperium, Imperium, OC. OC. You'd think these teams would be in like qualifying matches for this. Brawling Brutes. Um, We mm. just named four teams. Yeah. They could just lose their qualifying matches. Yeah. Um, So it was a little weird on that. I agree. Like, I like the idea of the matches. Mm -hmm. And when I saw they were doing qualifying matches, I liked it even more. And then they just announced the field for the men's. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, I don't don't like that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I like the idea, especially if they end up making it for a number one contender's mm-hmm. spot. Um, and then that's fine. And like I said, I just think like the matches will be good, so I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Um, man, Charlotte promo, such a heel promo, was it not? Her promos have been. They're heel promos. Like she'll come out and be like, Rhea, you're not ready. Uh, I'm a star, you're not. But she's a baby face, and mm-hmm. I'm like, who, like, what babyface talks like this? None. <laughs> like, are they like, this is a strong, this is a strong person that we can look up to? Well, it comes off as cocky. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't like that. Like, Rhea is a star already. Mm-hmm. What are we trying to say? She's like trying to become one through this match. Is she not already a star? I think you could maybe make the argument that she's the, like one match away, and I think this is that match. Um, I think for more hardcore, I wouldn't say we're hardcore, but like we, you know how I mean how we are about wrestling. I think she's a star to us and how we view her. But I think maybe again, like some casuals, maybe don't see her as a star yet. I think she's a star. I don't know if she's a mega star. She has potential to be a mega star. Well, there's only one mega star in the WWE. That's LA Knight. <laughs> Come on. Come on. 
So maybe she can't be a megastar, but she could be a superstar. I think, um, as I said, as I said before on this podcast, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before. Rhea's in this sort of like air where she's in this like post horsewomen NXT sort of like it's like her Asuka, Bianca, Shayna, Shayna, where. Um, and like maybe EO, yeah. um, where it's like she wasn't in the Horsewomen, but still very good worker, came up through NXT, um, and is like still should be like a legitimate threat and should be treated seriously. Yeah. Um, I don't count Ronda in there because no. Um, but like in that in that like NXT like yeah. not a Horsewoman still from NXT. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I I think after this match, I think she'll. She'll have earned her place as a star. Yeah, the promo didn't work for me. The no. brawl did. Mm-hmm. I I'll never complain about a brawl. No. It's always gonna work. Um, and you know the match is gonna be good. Yes, the match will be really good. Their match at Mania Thirty Six is the best match on the card. Charlotte wins, and then it'll be Charlotte's bad. not winning. No, I think there's I think there's literally zero chance that Charlotte wins. If, now, if Vince was in charge, as I've said, there's always that chance, but. Yeah. I don't think Triple H would have booked Rhea to win the Women's Rumble if he wasn't going to have her beat Charlotte. I agree. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, speaking of megastars, LA Knight um, had a match right after this. He skipped over a match right before the Charlotte promo. The Women's Showcase qualifying. I had no notes over the match. I I, uh, I just was – yeah, I like the idea of it. Yeah. Um, talk to me about the match. Uh, the match, for those who didn't watch SmackDown, was Emma and Tegan Knox versus Liv Morgan and Raquel. Wonder who's gonna w- wonder who's gonna win. Um, I thought when the match first started, um, you know, Liv and Raquel. It's sad to see because you know after WrestleMania they're just never gonna act like they were a team, and like maybe they'll interact in like the Money in the Bank match and they're like, oh, these two have such good history. They were a tag team at WrestleMania. Except for maybe they won't because they've not brought that up one single time in the Bianca Asuka feud, and it really makes me mad. <laughs> They literally teamed together on two pay-per-views last year, and yeah. they haven't mentioned it once. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, you can kind of see why I didn't write anything down about the match. Very short match. Short match. You knew who was going to win. And listen, Raquel and Liv are good. Mm-hmm. It was never in doubt who was winning this match, so I did not care at all. It's a good point. So, um, But yeah, you know that happened. Then the Charlotte promo and brawl. Then... LA Knight, um, he lost again. And this was quick. Yeah. It um, was even shorter than the Kofi match. Yeah. Um, Wade Barrett snuck in the shoes of the cha- shoes of a champion reference, which was good because just an all-time promo from LA Knight yeah. um, in the NWA. But, like, are they running a LA Knight losing streak gimmick? I think that's what they're going for, right? That's what I think. It's Be- like, Why? Because I think what it's going to do is, ah, but I don't know. I don't know why you'd have him lose. I hate losing streak gimmicks. Yeah. Can I well, say that? Well, bum, bum Corbin was pretty good. That's different. because The reason that's different is because that's like, I don't think they're going to build LA Knight into a lovable loser. Okay, that's fair. They're doing that with Corbin. That's and fair. So he should be on a losing streak because that's, that's what his character is going to be. If they want to build up LA Knight like this, why is he? On? It's like when MVP went on that losing streak. You remember that? I do remember that. Why? Like <laughs> he got his tunnel taken away. <laughs> uh, this was 
I don't know. I, I want to see LA Knight start winning matches, but hey, he faces Ray on SmackDown this good. week. He will lose. Um, hey, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think this is where it's for. I think Dom's going to cost Ray. You're getting worked, no, brother. No, Dom's going to cost Ray. <laughs> he's gonna get. He's gonna. He's got to get some momentum on his side. There's no way he's gonna lose. I think he's gonna lose. No, I think this is gonna be another. I think this is gonna be another another step. Another stepping stone in the path to Dom v Ray. The backstage segment, though, that was hysterical. Was so funny. That he's like, I'll call myself L.A. Mysterio. And then, and then Ray like says something to him in in Spanish and hits him, and then he gets up. He's like, What the hell did he just say? God, it's so funny. He's the best. He is the best. Um, I love how this podcast is just like an L.A. Night like appreciation show. It's because he's so good. He is. He's so good. I need him to I have. Know. I need him to win King of the Ring, Money in the Bank, a mid card title by the end of this year. It's just that he's uh, he's so charismatic that how can you not like him? Yeah, and here's my. I know you said he's he's perfect for Money in the Bank, but like, come on, if he wins King of the Ring, that yeah. he'd be great with that too. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he, I mean, he'd be great with either. Yeah. Just give him anything, and I know he'll run with it. He'll make it work. Think about it this way. Like, when he was given the million-dollar title in NXT, he made that work, like, perfectly. Those segments with Cameron Grimes were pretty funny. Yes, and, like, the promos by the poolside with him, really funny. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that's just... He made Max Dupree... He made maximum male models work. Yes. Hey, they would not be over right now if if it it wasn't wasn't for him. Wow. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I don't know. Think about this. What if they started and he was never involved? It probably wouldn't have gotten over. Thank you. But but Marseille and Mansois are good. They do good work. I'm not I'm not trying to discount that. But they never would have started to build momentum and get over in the first place without Max Dupree. That's true. I remember when Maximum Male Models first debuted and everybody was like Yeah. But like they're over now. I was upset because LA Knight was Max Dupree. That's fair. And I was like as as good as he's doing with this, it's never gonna be anything. Mm-mm. So I was upset, and then he ditched it. Man, do you remember when he first started like ditching Max Dupree? How excited all I the te- was! All the teases, all the teases he teases. dropped. Oh, that was exciting. That was really that was really good. Um, yeah, but I I'll say this: I like I like MMM. They're funny. Yeah. Hey, Otis. And this is the thing. We were talking about this last night because we were talking about Santino Morella and comedy wrestling. It's very well known that I don't like comedy wrestling normally, as in Danhausen, Orange Cassidy, like half of the AEW tag division, um, Rick Boogs. <laughs> I like how you said half of the AEW tag division. Rick Boogs. Elias. Elias. Like Spaz characters. Madcap. Um, yeah, Madcap. Like... <coughs> Spaz characters and comedy wrestling, I don't really like. What are your thoughts on Eugene? <sighs> no. <laughs> it's funny because I'm I'm watching WrestleMania 21 right now, and the segment with him and Muhammad Hassan just happened. Yeah. And I, he came out, and I just, like, cringed when it happened. Um, and this is why, and that actually is a very good example of why I don't love comedy wrestling. I don't like when comedy wrestlers are taken seriously, like, as legitimate threats. Eugene had world title matches. That's true. Like, on pay-per-view. Why? And then you got Orange Cassidy and Danhausen being taken like legitimate threats. Let me throw some names at you here. 
and let me just let me see what your thoughts on them are. These are people I just searched up comedic wrestlers. You want me to say like who I think works and who doesn't? Yeah. Okay. Our truth. Yes. Why? Because he's not taken seriously. He's our truth. Okay. What about like when he was taken seriously though in 2011? He was a heel. That's true. Mm. Hurricane. Yes. Okay. Because and and here's the other things as well with those two in particular. Before you keep going. Those two were actually funny too. That's a good point. Like I found their things, like their segments, funny. That's as okay. well. That's a good point. Yes, um, Hurricane works. Let's see here. I don't count the. Uh, and Santino Morello worked. That's a good point. Um, let's see here. There's another name up here. Because he had like hope spots when he was a babyface, and everyone wanted him to win, but knew he wasn't going to because he's a comedy wrestler. And when he was a heel. He was so funny. That's true. Um, John Chenna. I know you don't watch a whole lot of New Japan. Do you know anything about Toriano? I know who he is, but I've never seen any of his work. I haven't seen any of his stuff either, but from what I've seen, he's very... Even that's like, I'm drawing the line there, because like, mm. dude's like trying to tie John Moxley's shoelaces together in the G1. Like, yeah. No. Um, last one, though. Let me know what you think. Hold on. Where is it? I saw it. I forgot. Hold on. I just saw it. No, this is going to bu- Oh, yeah. I say he's a comedic wrestler, but it worked for me, and I know what you're going to say. Damien Sandow? You think he's a comedic wrestler? Yes. Dude came out and said he's the savior of the unwashed masses. I think that's different, kind of. Obviously, you know I think this works because I loved, loved Damien Sandow. I don't think he... Okay, this is why I don't think he's a comedic wrestler. Literally, R-Truth and Santino, when they were on screen, they were there to make the audience laugh. That's true. Like, that's the reason they're on the screen. That It wasn't that way with Sandow. Not at first. Yeah. When you had he, him... he did become a co- comedic wrestler, like when he was doing the spoofs yes. and, and Mizdow. Like when he came okay, out okay, like okay. when he came out dressed as Magneto. <laughs> okay. Okay, but well, hold on. When he came His out... Mizdow is 100% comedic wrestling, and it was amazing. His original gimmick... I would argue was not. When he came out as Magneto, that was hysterical. Yes. Have you have you seen the one where he came out as Lance Stevenson? Yes. That was I loved that. That's the same episode the shield breaks up. Hold on, I'm gonna tr- <coughs> The Mizdow stuff is so good. He was like I <laughs> Is it not? I'm just I'm I, I think pulled he says up. he's better than LeBron James. I'm gonna have wait. to pull I'm gonna have to watch this after the podcast because I remember watching this and I thought it was so funny. It is. Because especially when they come to indie, they don't do a whole lot of like I know. of of jabs at indie sports. And I think that shows how yep. little people care. But that was like the one time when indie sports was like made fun of and yep. I was like, Yes. It's pretty good. Um when he was doing that, it worked. Axelmania also worked. Yeah, that was pretty good. I liked it. Um did the mega powers with him and Sandow is uh Macho Mandow. Would you, I think here's my thing. When you talk about Spaz characters, I know you're a fan of him as Cardona, but Zack Ryder was very much a Spaz. When in like 2011, dude mm. was kind of a Spaz. Dude mm. was kind of a Spaz. Not kind gonna lie. of was, but I don't know why it works for me. Like I don't he know. was goofy. Yeah, he was goofy you're as right. hell. It's a good point. I don't know why it works for me, but it did. I'll, I'll say this. I I've never liked that era of Zack Ryder as much as other people did, mm-hmm. but I still liked it. So there's a spaz wrestler that worked. Okay, 
But then when he went to the high bros with Mojo Raleigh, he's the ultimate spaz. Yes, and I cannot stand him. Um, so or no, or the ultimate warrior probably is the ultimate spaz. Yeah, you're probably right. But then Mojo Raleigh's like his son. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Um, no, I, I just forgot it again. What were we talking about? No, it's escaping my mind. It's someone that I wanted to bring up, but I'm forgetting. Man, I had that in my head, and then it left, and then it came back, and now it's gone again. That's unfortunate. Hopefully I remember it at some point, but I don't even know what it was about. Because what were we talking about? Spaz wrestlers. Talking about Sandow. Man, I don't know what happened. It went away. Anyway, um... Back to SmackDown, cheese. Um, <laughs> they, I don't remember, I don't even remember what happened on the segment, but you had the segment with Drew and Sheamus. And, oh, they had a match. Yeah. What am, I, what am I even talking about? Drew and Sheamus wrestled. Great match. I mean, they don't, they don't have bad matches, you know. But I think it was very predictable as to what was going to happen. Um, double count out in the ring, and. The triple threat was made, and I do not care because I think it's going to be the best match of all of WrestleMania. Definitely a contender for it. Yeah. It's just going to be so physical and so good. Sheamus is going to get his moment. I think this WrestleMania is really predictable, but I don't think it's a bad predictable because it's the culmination of storylines that are going to get the payoff that they deserve, I think. Yeah. And so... Like, with this match, I think Sheamus is a lock to win. I... Here's my... I, he should. But... But, but, but... I would not be upset at all if Gunther retained. I wouldn't be upset with any of the results. I kind of would be a little upset if Drew won. Just because you could argue he doesn't need it. Yeah, that's um, true. Whereas you could say, oh, well, Gunther, you know, he's closing in on one of the longest intercontinental championship reigns of all time. Let him hold the belt forever. Yeah. With Sheamus, he'd be like, oh, he'd finally complete his grand slam. Yeah. With Drew, Drew doesn't really need it. That's fair. Why doesn't Gunther have the honko meter? <laughs> like, he needs it. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought this worked. The match was good. Um, but best part of SmackDown. As always. Yeah, I mean, come on. Um... The end of SmackDown was just perfect. Um, man, Jay and Sammy's promo was so good. Jay's face when Sammy said, you're just mad you didn't hit Roman first, was perfect. Perfect. Because I think when he said it, Dr- Jay dropped his mic, and then he had that look on his face where he's conflicted, and you know we know that he agrees with what Sammy said, but he doesn't want to show it. And then he attacks Sammy. Just so he doesn't have to say anything. Then Kevin Owens came out, saved the day, and him and Sammy are reunited. The pop for that hug was awesome. And then our Lord and Savior Cody Rhodes watching from the monitor. It was so funny. Yeah. Oh my Hysterical. gosh. When they were in the ring, <laughs> they cut the backstage and Cody's watching with a smile on his face. It's hilarious. Yeah. It was so corny, but it was awesome. Um Man, Sammy's little smile at the end of the show, just like it was it was perfectly done. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get to 
the progression on on Raw here in a little bit, mm-hmm. but just really loving the story. Um, now on to Rampage. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs defended the TNT title against Ray Phoenix. Very um, good match in the first match of the show. Really good match. Oh yeah. I mean, and I knew it was gonna be like. Ray Phoenix is one of my favorites in AEW. I love him. He's very inventive. Really, really good. And then I, I like Powerhouse Hobbs, honestly. Powerhouse Hobbs is good. I don't mind. I you know I love me some Powerhouse Hobbs. The match was good. The only thing is, like, I, I wish it would have been later in Hobbs's reign. So, like, Phoenix could have been a viable threat. That's true. But, like, you know, it is what it is because mm. the match was really good. Um, I don't really have much else to say, I guess. Yeah. Um yeah, like you said, it was a really good match. Um next or I guess tonight when this episode a goes Saturday. out. Saturday, actually Saturday, so the day after this goes out, um Powerhouse is gonna face Penta for the TNT title and I'm sure that'll be really be good. Great. Yeah. Um obligatory rampage squash match. Ty Valkyrie um beat someone. I don't remember who it was, but um yeah. Evil Lawless. I Hate how Rampage has a squash match every single week. Well, yeah, come on now. What are you gonna do to fill that time? Um, just book like three matches and <laughs> just have them. Uh, yeah, and then honestly, another squash match after. I said, Daddy Magic and Angelo Parker versus the Bollywood Boys is certainly a match that happened. It's the 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 job tag match. Like, the tag match of all, of all time. This was a dark elevation match. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it was. Am I wrong? Who remembers when the Bollywood boys got killed by Randy Orton? God, it was awesome. Every time it was awesome. Um, yeah, I I I really like it's frustrating that we there's just two things like it feels like there's two things every week on Rampage that we just don't talk about. Mm-hmm. But like there's nothing to say. Um, the main event though was great as well. This show was bookended by two very good matches. Yeah. Um, Brody King versus Daniel Garcia. I I love Brody King. I really like watching him wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's really good. And then obviously Garcia is good as well. Yeah. Um, just a really solid match. Yeah, I mean these two have good chemistry. Um, it's a good way to good way to good match. Sorry to, um, kickstart this House of Black and JS feud, which hopefully doesn't go past. Double or nothing. Surely House of Black win, right? Surely. Oh, Who's going to even team with... Maybe they aren't doing that feud. No, because I could still see it being Garcia, Guevara. Well, uh, it'll be Hager. Oh. It'll be Hager or it'll be Jericho in 2.0, which would be even worse. That's vile. Ugh. Maybe I'd rather have no. But you know what? I low key, low key. I need to see Daddy Magic in House of Black in a segment. You know that'd be funny. That yeah, would be. It'd you be know, be, good. I need that. Yeah, it would be pretty good. Except for, would you rather have JAS without Sammy versus the House of Black or Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole at Double or Nothing? That's a good question. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I think they're probably just going to run JAS versus House of Black with Hager and Garcia. Yeah, because Hager's facing Brody King this week. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're probably right. 
Who's Adam Cole? Ah, we'll get to it later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's really that's really all I've got for Rampage. Uh. Two two really good matches. Two good matches. That's about it. Yeah. It's just the thing with Rampage is there's not ever a whole lot of storyline development, so there's not a whole lot to talk about. Yeah. Rampage. It's a lot of there's like one match. One there's you're guaranteed to get one really good match on Rampage. At least. At least. If you're lucky, you'll get two. But outside of that, that's really all there is. Yep. Um, on to Raw. Um, I thought the opening segment between KO and Sammy and the Usos was solid. Yeah. Um, wasn't anything special, mm-hmm. but it made a match at Mania official. Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos. I'm not going to say this is going to be the best match at WrestleMania, but I do think it's the one I'm most excited for. I... Here's my thing. It's I I am excited for it. It's hard for me to be excited when I know the outcome. So, and sometimes, like when I know the outcome. Are like, you exci- are you excited for Cody versus Roman? See, I am. But in my mind, in the, in the back of my mind, listen. In the back of my mind, May twenty seventh is the date when Roman would surpass a thousand days. Come on, that's the that's King and Queen of the Ring, May twenty seventh. <laughs> is it that day? It's that's May twenty seventh. No. I'm just putting no. it out. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. The King and Queen of the Ring PLE would officially mark a thousand days of Roman Reigns as a Universal Champion. I don't like that you've now put this thought in my mind. Oh, that's all I'm saying. <sighs> um, but here's the thing, though, with Mania, right? What match on the card is unpredictable? I don't know if there is one. Well, the two showcase fatal four-way tag matches. Let me look at the card again. Because here's the thing, right? Lesnar will beat Omos. Theory will beat Cena. Seth will beat Logan. Cody will beat Roman. Kevin and Sammy will beat the Usos. Damage Control will lose to Becky, Trish, and Lita. Balor will beat Edge. Balor will... Mm, mm, that one's unpredictable. If he's Demon Balor... Why? He lost to Roman. I mean, Edge doesn't need to win. This is the win that will put Finn Balor back in the main event scene. You're probably right. Dom will beat Ray. Yeah. Uh, Asuka okay. Bianca. Okay, Asuka Bianca is unpredictable because Rhea will beat Charlotte for sure. Okay, Bianca Asuka is the only match on the card that's unpredictable. Okay. But I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like I said earlier, I don't care that these matches are predictable that's, because they're the results that should happen. That's a good point. And it's the natural progression of the storyline. So I don't mind, personally. That's a good point. But I, I just think this year's Mania is super predictable. Let's throw this out there. Who's going to win the tag matches? Well, the women's one is predictable. Ronda and Shayna will win 1,000%. Mm-hmm. Men's... Men's is not predictable. Well, it kind of is. Braun and Ricochet will win. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it is predictable. I could see the Street Profits winning, maybe. I'll tell you who's taking the pin. Chad. Ugh. Chad Gable's definitely taking the pin. Oh, you know what I could see happening, too? Mm. I could see Braun power-slamming Ricochet onto Chad. No. For the win. No, he's going to get squashed. Because Otis is going to walk out of the match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then after Mania, Chad's going to get his his due. Chad is going to Chad's going to cook after Mania. Please, please, please. That's why I don't care that much, because Chad's going to cook after Mania. But what if he doesn't? He will. (laughs) <laughs> you gotta be confident that he will. 
You think for sure he will? Oh yeah. I hope so. Oh man. He's one of, how's he all dude's already a favorite twin king of the ring. Yeah. He's up there with LA Knight for me, legitimately. Yeah. As one of my favorites and on Gunther, TV every week. Gunther Well, oh, okay, we're talking about King of the Ring. I'm favorite. talking about like my favorites. Your favorites? Okay. And they don't get enough like shine. Yeah. He's up there with LA Knight. That's a good point. Literally like when has Chad Gable not had a great match? Or at least good. That's a good point. Every single time. Yeah. And he's so funny. Mm-hmm. His backstage segments are awesome. Oh, he's so going to get pinned by Braun Strowman at WrestleMania, though. Even those matches are predictable. I don't care. It's fine. I, yeah, I really don't care. It'll be fun. Yeah. No, and I'm, I, think, I, think the, I think the reason I don't care, other than the storyline natural progression, is that the, all the matches will be good. Mm. Okay, let's throw this out there, too. Predictable. The open challenge matches. The person who lays out the open challenge will lose. That's also predictable. Okay, yeah. Yeah. More often than not, yeah, the open challenge person, unless it's for a title, the person who's holding the open challenge loses. Yeah. I mean, Seth and Cody last year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Back to Raw. Uh, first match of the show, Montez Ford versus Austin Theory. Um, I don't know. The match was good. Not as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, maybe they're holding back for something. I, I had that written down. I, th- I think I think once I think once you get them on a bigger stage, I'm not even going to say if, once you get them on a bigger stage, I think they would go all out and yeah. really deliver. Um, so I think that's really I think they just were holding back some. Because it's not like nothing went bad. It no. Just, it was just kind of It was there. just an okay match. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know Monday I had <coughs> talked about it. I put it out there. Oh, maybe seen his musical play or he'll show up on the Titan Tron and that'll cost theory. But no theory got the win. Yeah. You think Cena will be on raw this next week? Should be. People were saying he should be, people were saying he'd be more available after his, he'd wrapped up a movie shoot, Yeah. but he hasn't been on raw since he accepted theory's challenge. I hope he's gonna be on Raw this next week. He should be, but I could see a, I could see like, them not being on TV, like because we've heard these rumors of them doing pre-tape stuff. Well, I know they pre-taped NXT, uh, uh, the Go Home NXT, but I don't, th- I don't think they're gonna pre-tape. I haven't heard no, anything. No, 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 oh. no, no, I'm saying like they've filmed a segment, and they're going to air it on Raw. Oh, you know what I'm okay. Because uh, did you hear about that? Mm-mm. How they said they've been saying that they've filmed segments like in December. Oh, Cena in theory. Yeah, maybe I haven't heard. I think I've heard about that because apparently someone said that like Theory was pulled off a house show one night because Cena was available and he went to go film. I know that obviously they filmed a bunch of stuff when they were doing two K. It could have been that. Um. So maybe that's what. It, but yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't heard anything about Cena being on Raw in any capacity next week. I would hope so. I would hope so, too. I think they're in Phoenix. Yeah, they're in Vegas this Friday, and then they're in Phoenix. Oh, my gosh. LA Knight is going to win this Friday. Sorry, I just thought about SmackDown again because it's been said the whole Mysterio family is going to be there. Yeah. Ray's going to lose. In front of his family. We're winning. Yes. We are eating. I told you he's going to win. You're right. Yes. Okay. Um. Anyway, um... I thought the like after after the Montez and Theory match, there was a backstage segment with the Bloodline, mm-hmm. and I just thought again it was masterful because yeah. Roman is so manipulative, 
and it just is so good. Jimmy, like, showing his emotion, being like, I'm tired of getting blamed for all this stuff when I'm being loyal is perfect. And, like, Roman talking to Jay and then saying he loves him before he leaves because he knows that that worked for for Sammy and Kevin. Mm-hmm. Really, really manipulative and really good. Mm-hmm. None of these backstage segments are ever bad. No, no. No. You're always guaranteed quality television when Roman Reigns is on your TV. Yes. Just going to continue pushing the Roman versus Jay SummerSlam agenda. Oh, yeah. I remember, it's funny. Yesterday, I was showing Kyle this uh, thing that somebody put on Instagram, and they were, like, ranking different the Shield members mm-hmm. in different aspects. And this person said Mox was the best promo, but, like, Mox ain't out here doing stuff like this. Like, Mox doesn't have layers to his character. He's just a good promo. Roman Reigns has layers to his character. I think Roman is easily the best promo of the three. Yeah, Mox is second. Yeah. Um, you know, just because Seth isn't, his promos are just like him cackling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's I mean, yeah. Seth, he by far the best worker out of the three. Not close. So, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Seth the best wrestler in the world right now? Him or Kenny. God, Kenny's good. We'll talk about that later. Um... Another backstage segment with Chelsea Green and Adam Pierce. Uh, was there anything that was made of Carmella not being available? Like, is she legit hurt? Or I haven't heard anything. What's the ab- deal? I haven't heard anything about that. Um, maybe she just couldn't. Maybe there's just some issue, some conflict. I yeah. don't know. But yeah, just because I know that, like, you know, it was supposed to be Chelsea Green and Carmella versus Bianca and Asuka, and then it got changed to Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. Um, but yeah, the backstage segment was okay. I thought it was funny how Chelsea Green was like threatening Adam Pierce by saying she's gonna block him. Chelsea Green's a good TV, yeah. a good a good a good character. And apparently Chelsea Green and Carmella are supposed to be in the Fatal Four Way Tag Match. Yeah, like I think the field is uh, the field is um, Liv and Raquel, Chelsea and Carmella, Shayna and Ronda, and Shotzi and Natalia. <sighs> They couldn't find another tag team. Literally, Mia Yim and Candice LeRae. Where is Mia Yim? I haven't uh, seen her on TV in a while. I've seen Candice, but that's just because... Candice and Nikki Cross. Candice and Indy. Anyone but Shotzi and Natalia. It's going to make me physically... Actually, you know what? Maybe they're... No, it's going to be Chelsea Green. I was going to say, maybe they're the team that'll eat the pin or submission, but it'll be Chelsea Green... Uh, anyway, um, the greatest wrestler of all time won against um, Ali. Homo sapiens. I'm I'm an homo sapien. I am you? too. Yeah. I mean, come on. He's the best ever. Yep. Love me some Omos. He's awesome. He is. Come on, that, that match against Ali this week, five stars. Yeah. It's a shame that Paul White left for AEW because that Big Show Omos match would go crazy. Yep. Dude, I you know what? In next year's Rumble, you know need. what I need? No, 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 no. Omos and the Great Kali need the stare down. <laughs> need the stare down. Can you imagine? That would be like the crowd would the crowd would go. How can they possibly be eliminated? They're too big. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Man, I can't wait for Brock Lesnar versus Omos at Mania. It's going to be so fun. It's funny because I'm going to be rooting for Omos. Imagine if he wins. I'm telling you, I've been saying this every week. The spot in the Mania match where Omos hits Lesnar with the tree slam 
the near fall is going to be insane. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, imagine if there's not a near. Imagine if there's he not. It goes to three. That'd be like the streak ending. <laughs> would it not be the same level of shock? Oh, I'd be hysterical. I would jump for joy. The streak ending, but better. Yes, better. <laughs> not close. <laughs> hey, Brock's involved in both. He knows. Um, yeah, love Omos. But anyway, um, next segment was Impulsive TV with Logan Paul. Um, he is really good. I thought his promo was very, very good. Um, just a really good heel promo from Logan. Seth came out. They brawled. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Really not not much else to say other than Logan was born to be a heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even know why he tried to start out as a face. Yeah, that was stupid. Um, Dom versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, before we get into, like, the discussion over the result, I just have to say this about Dom. He does the three amigos legitimately every single match, and it kind of frustrates me because, like, if you're going to do it every single match, then it means nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, not that it means nothing because Eddie did it in every match. But he's mocking Eddie every match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, do something different. My problem is that his three amigos never really looked that good to me. Who, Dom's? Yeah. Yeah. They like, and I don't know why that is. Eddie did it every match because it's a part of his, like arsenal, his move set. Yeah, but Dom's doing it to mock Eddie every single match. That's true. It's like when he does the, like the Eddie yeah. pose every match. It's bad. But uh, what do you think about the result? Dom beats Johnny clean. I don't know how to feel about it. I've got. I've... In the moment I was upset, in the moment I was upset because Johnny really shouldn't be losing clean to Dom. But I appreciate that they're really trying to build Dom up before his match with Ray. Because are you going to have Dom lose a bunch before? I, I guess you could have had Damien get involved in some regard. But I I appreciate that they're trying to put effort into making Dom look more legitimate. Yep. So I'm not as upset. Not the ideal person I would have had him beat. But, you know, not everything you see on TV is going to be good. Yep. I said on one hand, like, you have to build credibility for Dom. Exactly. On the way to his match with Ray. But on the other hand, he kind of has to be as, like, low and dastardly as possible to maintain his heat. Yep. I think he probably should have won by cheating. Yeah. He should have won. I think he probably should have won by cheating rather than clean. Johnny had an excuse, I guess, with his ribs taped, but, like, he beat him clean. Yeah. Uh, I, I do understand why they did that, though. Yeah. Um, like I said, not ideal, but, you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Um, up next was an Edge promo, um, again, imploring Finn to bring out the demon. Uh, I didn't like this promo. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll I want to hear you tell the, the viewers, what are your thoughts on Brood Edge? I just, I've, I've never been a fan of Edge, like, trying to be super dark and brooding. Uh, I just don't, I don't think it works for him. I think... Why they do it is because I think it's clear that it's something that he likes. 
and he's interested in. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, yeah, do it. The rated R superstar is way better mm-hmm. um, easily, or just like him being himself is better. Just because I don't view Edge as like really dark and mysterious. Yeah. Like he's not that guy. Um, so this promo didn't work for me. Um, I don't know how you felt about it. Um, you know, I've always been kind of hit or miss on Brood Edge. I didn't think Brood Edge was necessary against like Seth of all people in their feud. What does it like? What's the difference? Yeah, and like that's the other thing. What is the difference between that? Like, and like he'll occasionally he hasn't done it in a while, but like occasionally he'll do like the bloodbath, like he did on Miz and Maurice, or I guess it probably wasn't blood, but it was like oil. It was like oil, like like I don't know. When he did it with the brood, it was red. But when he did it with Seth and Maurice and Miz, it was black. Yeah. It was like goo. Yeah. Don't know. Um, you know, brood edge, it's, it's like hit or miss for me. It's, you know, edge has such a good delivery on his promos that, like, they're never, it's not bad. Like, edge is still one of the best promos on the roster, no doubt. Um, you know, so it's whatever. And, like, the biggest, the biggest takeaway from this is that, um, he told Finn to stay at home and to bring his demon. Yeah. So this means we'll be seeing the demon for the first time since Extreme Rules 2021. Yep. Um, and and the demon should be in this match if it's going to be Hell in a Cell. And if this is going to be this is going to be the last match of the feud. Yeah. So yeah. Why not Why not have Finn bring out his nuclear option? Yeah, I agree. Um, Rhea Ripley then cut a promo in the ring. I thought it was super mid. Um, I didn't think it was bad. I just thought like I just think it's funny how you were like Rhea Ripley cut a promo and it was super mid. <laughs> I just think it's not <laughs> There was not I said there was nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I thought it was super like uninspiring though. Like it was the same beats this feud keeps hitting. But I don't think that was the worst part about this whole segment slash match spoilers. Continue. So for Again, those who didn't watch, Rhea's cutting a promo, and then Damage Control came out, um, and, you know, Bailey was basically kind of like, I don't know, laying into Rhea. It was like they were going, it was really weird heel versus heel. Bailey pro- was like, let me help you, and then Rhea yeah. said no, and then Bailey was like, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, and then Rhea issued a challenge to Bailey. Bailey accepted. Adam Pierce made the match official we had the match um and i didn't i'm not a fan not a fan first of all the crowd wasn't into it because it was heel versus heel yep personally i don't care about heel versus i don't heel, either but the crowd plays a huge factor in matches and the crowd did not really care for this so that's one thing number two if we're treating like Rhea versus four horsewomen, because like Rhea hasn't even faced Becky for since NXT, yep. Um, and I'm assuming they're holding off on that. Um, so why is Bailey not getting the same love as Charlotte and Becky? Agree. Bailey's just getting fed to Rhea on TV on Raw. On Raw. Why was this not a pay per view match? It's the first time they've ever wrestled. So again, maybe they were holding back to some extent, but still very confusing. And then what's even more confusing is the ending because. Becky, Lita, and Trish came out. Um, and they basically cost Becky, or not? I, they basically cost Bailey the match. And it's weird because the faces are helping a heel beat another heel. Just very confusing. Was and not a fan of it. For me, the baby faces in this segment acted like heels. Yep. 
they were like blowing off the like damage control, acting uppity, being heels, costing the heel the match. I I I find this squad of Becky, Lita, and Trish annoying. Yes, very annoying. I don't think it works. No, it doesn't. I think they're they come off as super like entitled, mm-hmm. super annoying, super like. I I just hate the whole characters, and this is why people hated Super Cena back in the day. That nothing gets to them. Yeah. Like oh, we're big time, so we don't care. They should be mad. They literally brutalized Trish Stratus last week. Yep. And now Becky's out here eating popcorn. They're taking selfies at ringside. They just come off as super annoying. Mm-hmm. I thought the in-ring work was fine. Yeah. No, no, the in-ring work was fine. For it was definitely not anything bad. It just was first time ever these two were wrestling, and it's on Raw and a heatless match on Raw. Yeah. That just furthered Bailey's WrestleMania feud. Yeah, I agree. Um, if you're going to do anything to intertwine these two feuds, why not have Bailey versus Charlotte? Yeah. That'd be good. Bailey and Charlotte don't miss. Nope. I, I remember um, watching in the pandemic and really early on, they had Charlotte, who was tweener as NXT Women's Champ, mm-hmm. face Bailey in the main event of SmackDown when she was SmackDown Women's Champ. And that was really good. Who won? Bailey. Ooh. Bailey got her with the roll up. God, I love Bailey. I really, really hope they'll lose at Mania. Yeah. I really hope that Bailey starts to pick up wins after Mania. Mm-hmm. Like, I know she's a heel and she doesn't really need, per se, wins, but, like, I think she does. Yeah. It's getting pretty bad. Yeah. Um, The 40-year-old virgin spoof was good. Yeah, it was. The Brawling Brutes and Drew. Mm-hmm. It was funny. I liked Ridge it. Ridge the Fridge. I said Ridge showed the most charisma he ever has. Yeah. In that he was funny. Butch. I thought Butch was really good, too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was good. Um, up next, backstage segment, Chad Gable, Otis, Maxine Dupree. Um, Otis is getting a uh, manicure, and then he has to decide whether he wants to go to a hand modeling shoot or uh, back Chad Gable at ringside, and he chose Chad. Um, leading to a match between Ricochet and Chad Gable. Best match of the show. Oh, yeah. Anyone surprised? Nope. Like, I let mean, the, the Triple H let these boys cook. They're so good. Mm-hmm. This was Triple H's dream. You know it was. He was like, yes, Ricochet versus Chad Gable on TV. And you see why? And it was, it was good. Yeah. The best match of Raw. Easily. Yeah. Really good. Um, Obviously, Ricochet won. Duh. But a uh, good match. Um, furthered the storyline with Cable and Otis, and yeah, it was good. Yeah. I I uh, up next was the whole women's tag so, match. Yeah, I love how Corey Graves called out the stupidity of the whole like can they coexist trope. He was like, "This is stupid. It happens every year and it never works." And I'm like, "Dude, if your commentators are saying that, like it's time to stop. Yeah, like abandon ship mm-hmm. because this is stupid." Um, but yeah, I, nothing I, really, nothing spectacular happened in the match. It's disagree. Really, Come on. Belair's KOD on Piper Niven was legit. That's like, all it's, whoa. yeah, she, whenever she hits the KOD on Piper, it's always impressive. Pretty awesome. But I mean, in terms of like in the act, like that yeah. was like the, that's the closing spot. Yeah. Um, after the match though, 
Finally, finally, they the Oscar throws hands. It's been like how long since Elimination Chamber? Over a month, and they have this is the first time they're getting physical. Should have happened like two, three weeks ago. Should have happened after Elimination Chamber. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I said it's unfortunate. Like no one cared about the tag match. The crowd was dead. Yeah, and like it's huge stars in Bel Air and Oscar, but no one cared. But the the ending was really good. Like I'm really glad Oscar attacked her. Um, I am a little worried for the Mania match, though. I'm not, I mean, either way, I think how I would go about it, there's two ways I would. One, I'd have Asuka win and just go on, like, a dominant run. If you want to have Bianca win, she needs to turn heel after mm-hmm. the match. Needs to. Because she is very much turning into a John Cena levels of, like, it's Bianca wins, LOL. Um, I literally. When was the last time Bianca was pinned in a match? She got pinned by Bailey on Raw in like September. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, that was. I mean, that wasn't back in September. We're here in March. It'll be April come WrestleMania. So like, gotta have her lose at some point, or have some sort of twist to her character to get people invested in her, whether that be booing her or cheering her. Yep, I agree. Um. I I do think Oscar should just win. Yeah, but and I wouldn't then, be mad if Bianca won and then turned heel. But I think that she won't turn heel. She should though. Yeah, but I don't think again. Like I said with Cody earlier, I think she's in a spot where like she is the face of the women's division, and they're gonna want to keep her baby face. What about Becky though? Yeah. You have Becky. Yeah, that's you fair. Technically, have face Charlotte. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, also, also, I know Bailey is a good heel, but once damage control splits, I could see her turning face. Maybe I kind of want her to stay. Heel. No, I, th- I, I, th- I want her to stay heel, but I could see her turning face because just because the fans love her so much, she is awesome. It's hard for the fans to boo her. She's the best. She's really good. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. I loved the closing segment between Cody and Roman. It was so good. Just a promo battle between the two guys. Yeah. Um, after their first promo battle where Roman kind of got the upper hand on Cody, Cody was the one who kind of got the upper hand in this one and got some heat back. I loved how he was like, all right, if we keep talking about my dad, I'm going to be sick. And I was like, thank you. Because it's not like, like, yes, that's a driving force, and yes, we should be talking about Dusty, but that's not yeah. all the match is. So I was really glad he said that. Um I watched this closing promo twice. I thought it worked really well. Um, both guys were really, really good. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I'm i really excited for this Mania match. I think that next week's Raw ends how we've been saying it's going to end a bazillion times, but it hasn't yet. I think it finally ends with, like, Cody, Sammy, and Kevin standing tall together at the end of Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they get beat down at the end of Raw and the bloodline stands tall. I could see that. I could see that. Because, you know, WWE loves to do the thing where the person who loses at the pay-per-view stands tall before the pay-per-view. That's true. I could see that. But, yeah, I mean, Raw was okay. Um, wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. Um, I'm expecting a better episode next week for the go-home. I'm hoping. I'm hoping and I'm expecting. Yeah. I think this year's Raw After Mania is going to be awesome. It'll be the best Raw After Mania. Ever? Whoa. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think 2013 can ever be beat. It will. 
I don't know. Mark my words. 2013's was so good. What do you think? Open the show. You have uh, Cody come out. Could have, or no, do you have Cody close the Raw after Mania? Or 2016's was damn near pretty good. 26, oh, the main event was really good. Main Jada event, Horway. Apollo got called up. Baron Corbin got called up. Who else? 2012, Lesnar return. Yeah, but that was like the only thing from that show, really. Tensai. What do you mean? Tensai debut. Del Rio return. Come on. <laughs> 2014, Sin Cara return. 2014, Page. That was probably... You know my favorite part of the 2013 Raw After Mania. I do. What is it? Ziggler cashing in. Ryback turning heel at the end, holding oh, up the belt. You're, you have to be trolling. <laughs> yeah, I'm trolling. Yeah, I am trolling. Ziggler's cash in was better, but I did like the end with Ryback. You didn't like it? <laughs> what? I hate Ryback. I'm I'm actually like legit. Like you didn't like him at the time. Mm-mm. What? No. I my little kid self. I was like ten. Loved the big guy. Loved the meat hook clothes. <laughs> when he turned heel on Cena, I was upset. <laughs> I thought it was effective. Um, yeah, but, you know, the Ziggler cashing was better. Um, what are some other good Raw after Manias? 20, I'm trying to look. I mean, because Adam did a video. Yeah, he ranked all of them. I'm just looking. 2008, we had Flair's retirement. 2010, we had Michaels' retirement. Ranking the... Oh, 2010, Jack Swagger teased cashing on Cena. 2001, two-man power trip formed. 2002, Hogan's standing ovation. Come on, that's we, actually really good. It was a good but Oh, uh, 2011, I think you just said, maybe. Rock and Cena? Yeah, Rock and Cena agree to the match for Mania 28. 2003, Goldberg. Mm. Best spear cell ever. 96, Mankind debuts. Um, 98, Triple H forms the new DX. Yep. 2017 was Revival re- or Debuting. debut. Uh, what was the main event of that show? Because the kick off the show was Roman's promo. So good. Yeah. Um, what main event of that show? Why do I not remember? Let's see here. Raw after Mania 2017 main event. That's what I'm looking up. I, um, P- okay, so Bleach Report did this after the after Raw aired that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they re- graded the episode A+. Whoa. Because um, they said Reigns promo was great. It was. Um, we Revival. Had, we had the Hardy Boys versus OC for the Raw Tag Titles. I don't remember that. Um, Cruiserweight Championship, Ali versus Neville. Ooh, I bet that was fire. Um, Kurt Angle was announced as Raw GM. The pop. Dude, they were loud. Yeah. New Day versus The Revival. Yep. Bailey, Sasha, and Dana Brooke versus Charlotte, Nia Jackson, Emma. Mm. Um, what is the like? Brock Lesnar cut a promo. Um, as the Universal Heyman cut a promo with Brock as Universal Champ. Did Reigns fight in the main event? I'm. That's what I'm getting to. Uh, number one contenders match for the Raw Tag Titles: the the Bar versus Enzo and Cass. Um, <laughs> Sami Zayn versus Gender. A. I bet Jinder won that match. Oh, too. the main event, Balor returned. It was yes, Seth, it was yes, Seth, yes, and, yes, it was yes, Seth yes. and Balor versus KO and the Joe. Tag match. Why did I forget about that? Yes. 
I remember that now. Yeah, because the angle was KO and Samoa Joe attack Chris Jericho, yep. and Seth Rollins had to pick a new partner. Yep. And they were like, will they get along? Because Seth yep. injured him. Yep. I remember that now. I, why did I forget about that? Because the year before Cesaro returned. Yeah. Him. 2018, Lashley de- returned. Lashley debut. Um... I literally can't remember anything else. I don't know. 19. Come on, 19 was great. Seth and Kofi? That was so dumb. Made me so mad. Yeah. Lars Sullivan debut? I sleep. 20, <laughs> hey, 2020, Big Show versus Drew. Yeah, yeah. Hey, last year's was Loki really bad. Not even Loki. It just was just a regular straight-up episode of Raw. I remember like being really excited for it, and it was terrible. Yeah, it was literally just an episode of Raw. I was upset. Cody's promo was very good, and mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Did anything else happen? It was the first, like, Edge really first acknowledged the judgment day, so Damien just joined with him the night before. That was really it. Roman probably cut a promo. Bad brawl. Yeah. Really bad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens this year on the Raw after Mania. I think it can't be worse than last year's. Um, but on to Dynamite, um, opening match – uh, Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, and Sting versus The Butcher and the Blade and Kip Sabian. Um, you know, I I said it's unfortunate that I, I don't... This is a hot take, I guess, but I don't really have an opinion on Sting. I just... Um, I like, It's like you've said before, I don't care about Sting wrestling anymore. I don't really care about sting i don't mind i don't mind him being like darby's mentor like being there for darby like darby's manager no i i'm just saying like i just haven't i didn't grow up watching tna yeah i didn't grow up watching i mean wcw was out of business before i was born and so i haven't seen a lot of his work and so i don't really care that much about him i so i did grow up watching tna right um sting was definitely somebody that always stood out obviously um, and he was always one of my favorites. I always had a soft spot for Sting. Mm-hmm. I popped huge when he debuted at Survivor Series 2014. See, and I did too, even though I I didn't know a whole lot about him, but I knew who he was. Yeah, um, I popped so hard for that because I that wasn't expected. I don't think mm-hmm. it might have been like leaked day of, but I wasn't on like I wasn't looking at Fightful, looking to see you know who's debuting or who's returning yeah. at Survivor Series. Um. And while his WWE run was not really good at all, um, Triple H match was fun. Um, the He had a match with Big Show on Raw. Wasn't it a two-on-one handicap match? No. It, it was, was one-on-one? It, it was one-on-one, and then Seth ran out, and then Cena ran out, and then it was tag match. That's what I'm thinking. Um, you know, the match with Rollins at Night of Champions was very unfortunate how it had to end. Um, I honestly don't remember a lot about the match leading up to it. Either. Um, so I don't know if that uh, obviously Sting having to retire, having to retire from well, not wrestling WWE again after that match probably took a lot of the shine away from it. That segment was really good where he returned. The, yeah, and the, they the lifted for SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, so you know, Sting, I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for Sting. Um, it's really a shame that we're never going to see him wrestle Undertaker ever, that we never yeah. got that. Yeah. Um, obviously, we were going to get that at WrestleMania 32 up until he got hurt against um, Seth. Yeah. Might. Do you think it would have been better than the Hell in a Cell? Yes. That Hell in a Cell was really bad. <laughs> was it not? It was pretty bad. I remember at the time I was so excited for the Hell in a Cell match, mm. and it was really Because well, he knew Shane was going to jump off the cell. 
Yeah. Like you knew. Yeah, he and was. I was excited that he was back. <laughs> and then it the was best in the world. Terrible. The best in the world. I should have known from day one. But so yeah, you know, I don't mind Sting. You know, I don't want to see him wrestle, but I don't mind AEW keeping him around as Darby's manager. Yeah, he does and, retire. And I don't dislike what he's doing. It's just. I don't really have investment in him, I guess. That's good. That's a fair point. The match was what it was. I don't have an opinion on the match, honestly. It was fine. Um, but, yeah. Um, up, I think right after this, right, was Top Flight versus the Guns. Yep. Um, when I see the Guns, a smile comes to my face. I think they are so good. The greatest AEW tag team champions of all time. I won't go that far. <laughs> I genuinely think they're good. They're really not in ring. They are fantastic at drawing heat. Okay, that's a good point. Fantastic at drawing that's heat and the right kind of heat because they're, like I said, they're that tag team that knows what they are. They're not very good in the ring. They're going to get cheap heat, and they stick to it, and they do that. That's a good point. Their theme song rules unironically, so that's another reason. And, yeah, they're just they're those smarmy heels that I, I love to hate them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't hate... The Ass Boys. Yeah. Um, they're definitely not my favorite. They're not even in my top three favorite AEW tag teams. Nah. Um, but, you know, and you knew they were going to win the world tag titles at some point. That, and, <clears> I'm, <throat> and I'm going to say this about this title match. This shouldn't have been a title match. No. I think you run this as a single match, like not single match, but non-title match. Because if it was non-title, people in the crowd could have thought that maybe Top Flight would have won. But since it was a title match, no one for a second believed Top Flight would win. Yeah. Um, and so that bothered me a little bit. And then also the other thing that bothered me was the freaking kingdom getting involved. Gosh. I remember I was watching this match with Grayson, and they cut to the floor. And Grayson was like, who is that? And I was like, oh, it's the kingdom. They suck. You've been trying to make excuses for them for weeks. I can't even. I can't anymore. They're terrible. Yeah. Why are they attacking Top Flight? Random. There's no buildup. I guess maybe that'll lead into ROH probably because they'll probably both be in the four corner than the ladder match. I assume at SuperCard. Lucha Bros are in it. Yeah. I almost guarantee Aussie Open will be in it. Those two teams alone make it must watch. And Top Flight. You're probably right. It'll be good. Just, Why is the kingdom going to be in it? We don't, you know, that's, you know, one one, ah. one bad apple. The other three are pretty good. You're right. That's a good point. But, yeah, I mean, after this, there was the whole FTR promo we talked about yep. where they, it's title versus career. I don't want to say career, but, like, you know, they're like, if we lose, we'll leave AEW. If we win, we get the titles. Mm-hmm. Um I don't. I ser- I don't know what to think. I really don't. I could see them returning to the Fed, or I could see them staying. Yeah, because either way, I mean, yeah, you could lean into that and have them win and return, or I could. I mean, FTR is a very old-fashioned team. They'd most definitely want to go out on their backs, put over a young team on their way out. Um, and, and I could. And I'll say this too: I totally could see them going back to WWE, mm-hmm. and I also could totally see them staying. Yeah, like I. That's the other thing about it where I just don't have that strong of an opinion as far as, like, what I think will happen mm-hmm. because it could realistically go either way. Yeah. And I think that'll make the match exciting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they yeah. haven't announced when it will be though, yeah. and I think, like we said, that is key as to what we will think because they still. I don't think they still announced when it will be. I just, I actually just checked AW's uh, social media so I could see if they've announced. And they haven't. So who knows when it'll be? Um, I'm assuming it won't be next week. What if it's next week? I could see it, but I mean, I'm assuming it. I think it'll be the first Dynamite of April. You're probably right. That's what I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Dude. The next match for the FTW Championship, Stokely Hathaway versus Hook. I wanted Stokely to win. I did so too. I bad. and I thought he was. I thought the firm was going to run down and, and like just destroy Hook. I wanted him to win so bad. Like I can't put into words. Also, the, the one of the funniest parts of the match, he uh, hands the doctor's note to Justin Roberts, and it's a wing stop receipt. Really funny. And then on the outside, he tries to hit Hook with an uppercut. And it was so fun. <laughs> that was so bad. His ring gear was awful, but it was so funny. I need low-key Stokely to be in more comedy matches. Yes. Like this. Hey, com- this is comedy that works. <laughs> Because Stokely is so funny. Yeah, and you and like it's not like Stokely's taken seriously. Exactly. But also need Stokely to dethrone Orange. Him to wait. No, no, we're not gonna say put it a, again. No, we're not gonna put a title on him. I wanted him to beat Hook. I was say have him beat Orange Cassidy. I'm I'm in. I don't care. <laughs> I I legitimately this was one of my favorite parts of Dynamite because yeah. it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next segment was really good as well. Um. Adam Cole, you know, he's wrestling next week, called out kind of anyone, and then Daniel Garcia came out. I thought the promo was really good between the two of them, yeah. and the match is going to be awesome. I loved Adam Cole's uh, the callback in his promo um, to his infamous NXT promo in the Build to In Your House 2021, I believe. Cross. Yeah, with Cross, um, and in that promo... Um, Adam Cole basically said the cross promo. He basically said, "What? Uh, what are? Why are you so special?" And he was saying, "What makes me special is every time the bell rings. That's why I'm special." Um, similar vibe from what he said was, um, but yeah, Adam Cole. Uh, yeah, it says right here. Cole says the ring of the bell makes him special. Um, so I mean, yeah, I'm excited. Adam Cole, Daniel Garcia is going to be heat. Yes. Um, and I'm really glad uh, to see Adam Cole back. It's been too long. I agree. I'm excited for that. I'm really excited. Um, next match, Stu Grayson versus John Moxley. Um, I honestly don't have much to say. Um, match, was, match was good. It's a good match. It was a good match. Uh, don't really, nothing really happened, but it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which kind of sucks to say with a John Moxley match, but I don't really have anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, Avalanche Death Rider to win. You talked about, um, or we talked about yesterday, you just said how much you don't really care for the Death Rider. It looks like a butterfly suplex. Yeah. Um, it does not look good. You prefer Dirty Deeds better? The OG Dirty Deeds? Yeah. Or just like, do, like do it as a brain buster. Okay. Like have them up and then drop them yes. straight down? Yeah. Like do it like that. Yeah. A butterfly suplex does not look good. Well, what's the difference between... He has like a variation of it that he uses in Japan. Yeah, no. sometimes AEW. I think it's a brain buster. I don't know. Is it so? What's so the Death Rider? But then, what does he use? Call it in Japan. I don't remember. I feel like. Oh my gosh! Oh, paradigm shift. Yeah, the paradigm shift. Yeah. Um, that one is like the is like a brain buster. I don't know why he doesn't use the paradigm shift more in AEW. 
It looks much better. Yeah. Um, next segment, it literally came on, and I said, surely not an episode of QTV. What do you know? It is QTV. Um, it announced Hobbs versus Penta, and it was terrible. Yep. Like I told you, the the QTV is getting, QT Marshall, I should say, is getting more TV time than the TNT champ. Yeah. Uh, it was really bad. Yeah. Um, so, Tony Storm versus Sky Blue. Um, Tony Storm won. Can't believe it. And then guess what happened? Corbin and I literally predicted when this match was announced exactly what would happen at the end. Uh, hey, I, I mean, shocker, but they won. Then the outcasts tried to spray paint Sky Blue. And then Rio and Willow Nightingale came out and made the save. I couldn't believe it. It's it's literally the same post-match angle. The exact same. I'm sorry, but people people online who are like, I'm slowly starting to buy into this. They need to do something different. Do something different, and I will maybe start to buy into it. It's like the Asuka Bianca thing. It's the same thing every the week. same thing. It's so bad. Yeah. I think it's legit terrible, and it's lazy, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It really is. It was actually a copy and paste from last week because Rio came out with the pipe and pointed it at them as they backed away. The exact same. Really bad. But the main event was fantastic. Uh, hyped up. Kenny Omega versus El Hijo del um, Vikingo. And it was great. I love Kenny's introduction when he's in singles yeah. matches. Really funny. Like where they list off like random accomplishments. Really funny. Um, that means we got Battle Cry. Yeah, Battle Cry is an awesome theme. Um, they said that Kenny hadn't had a singles match in AEW in like 500 days. Yeah, I believe I saw that his last match. I believe was against Stu Grayson in the build to full Grayson or full in the build to full gear of 2021. I don't know why I said full. Grayson. Is that real? I believe so. And they said it was in the same arena they were in last yeah, night. I just couldn't believe that, like, since he's returned, like, with with the Elite, he hasn't wrestled in the singles match um, since. Let me see. That's crazy to me. But, you know, this match was hyped up to be this dream match. I mean, that that's what it was billed as, and it was really, really good. Yeah. Let me see. Kenny Omega versus Stu Grayson. Um. Yeah. Let me see. I can't. All I'm getting is the is the match card from last night. Mm. He faced some member of the Dark Order. Of the Dark Order. Yeah. Um. In the build to full gear of 2021. Yeah. That was his last singles match on Dynamite. Hmm. Um. What did you think of this match? Um. I definitely think it lived up to the hype. I don't think that was. Um, for me, it did. Um, I, no, I did. I saw. Um, I know there's a spot in there that Kyle did not like. I I don't want to spend too much time hating on it because it makes me sound like this guy that's so like, I guess stuck in his ways. But I just don't like weapon spots. If the ref isn't down, I don't like weapon spots in non-no-DQ matches. 
There was the table spot with the 6.30 splash through a table at ringside. Very impressive. Very impressive spot. I didn't like it because the ref just watched it happen. Yeah. It's not a title match. There's, It's not no DQ. Why is it not a DQ? They literally said, like five minutes before that, when they first got out the table, the referee said, don't use the table. And then commentary said, if they use that table, it'll be a disqualification. It wasn't. And then it wasn't. But like, I don't know. No, very impressive in terms of how they were able and like all the moves they were able to pull off. And the match outside of that was great. Yes, it was. Um, you know, for people who don't know about El Hijo del Vikingo, I I think they know about him now. Some of the things he was doing, I wrote this down. Like I couldn't, I can't even really like talk Describe about it because like you need to see it because I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Um, how long do you think it is until he gets uh, big time money? Uh, I think it, I don't really know if I can put a timetable on it. I well, think it depends. Do you okay? Could you see him getting a big time offer? Yeah, within the next year, I could see it. Okay. But you know, the match was good. Mm-hmm. I thought what happened after was even better. Yeah, with the post match angle, um, Blackpool Combat Club came out, started beating down Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. We had seen earlier in the show the Young Bucks. Uh, taken away to the hospital. Hangman went with them. And then we see an ambulance come back and Hangman's driving it. I thought it was so funny. Commentary was like, Hangman stole the ambulance! And it was it was really funny. Um, but it just showed like Hangman is fully back with the elite, that he went with the Bucks to the hospital. And then Where is he? Comes back. Well, and that's what made this ending so good, is that Hangman is fully back as far as him being... His heart's in it. Yeah. Don Callis is awesome. I love him. Because first of all, the back, there was a backstage segment earlier in the night where Kenny didn't want to wrestle because he wanted to check on the Bucks. And Don Callis was like, dude, like, who cares? Like, They'll be fine. For, like, you need to focus on this match. Really good. And then he like fakes or like... Hangman grabs Don Callis's hand and then pulls away, and Don Callis overreacts and like takes a bump. Mm-hmm. And then Kenny, since since Hangman had a two by four, Kenny thought that Hangman hit Don Callis with the two by four because Callis was telling him that he did, and it was so good because Don Callis is awesome. He's mm-hmm. so funny and is a perfect slimy manager. And now Kenny doesn't trust Hangman. Yep, really good. You like it? I I did like it. Um, I'm curious to see when or if Takeshita will get involved in this because obviously there has been that storyline on Rampage. There has been that. Gonna be the fifth guy in Blood and Guts. There has been that like whole like or like that on Rampage has been a running story that Don Callis has been trying to recruit Takeshita. Um, So I'm curious to see if he'll play a role in any of this. He's going to be the fifth guy in Blood and Guts. But then now we need two more guys for Blackpool Combat Club. Danielson and someone else. Punk. No. It would make sense, though. (laughs) Hey, if FTR win the belts, turn them heel. Yeah. Have them be the final two. Yeah. Yeah. They would fit with Blackpool Combat Club, too. Yeah. Man. Everything's coming together. This storyline's really working for me. Yeah. I like it a lot. No MJF on the show, though. Sad. Which, I mean, he's on the show like every other week. He's kind of every other week, yeah. Um, but yeah, Dynamite was 
pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there were some, there were some good and bad, but that's kind of how it always is. But I thought the good was like the good really was really good. good. Yeah, um, solid week of wrestling, and you know, next week is the last week leading up to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I'm really excited. Um, but last we've got a we've got a big question as always. But this one is one that we were gonna do last week thought of a different question and now we're going to do it again this week finally what is a dream match that could still happen that you want to see most i'm gonna just give you one Mm -hmm. because i could go on a huge tangent and give you like 50 why don't we do that i could do that but we'll just like we'll spitball back yeah we'll spitball um the one i want to see the most right now that i would sell my soul to see is seth rollins versus carmelo hayes yeah. That's the dream match I want to see the most right now. Yeah. That I mean, you that that seems like a Corbin match. Yeah. You love both those guys and the match would be insane. Mm-hmm. This isn't necessarily the one that I most want to see, but I am surprised it's never happened on TV or like on a program and could still happen and I do want to see really bad Brock versus Sheamus. Ooh. That match would be so good. That would be pretty good. You're right, though. They haven't run that. Think about how physical that match would be. I need that. That would be really good. That would be good. Um, I think other matches, um, I mean, honestly, we were talking about this last night. You could plug Seth Rollins and just name literally anybody. And let's try and do ones that they're in the same promotion. Yeah, because it's really hard to be like, oh, Kenny Omega. And yeah, you go, Kenny versus Seth Rollins. Right. That's not going to happen yeah. anytime soon. Yeah. But um, I, obviously the the big one that WWE still hasn't done, Rock Roman. Yep. Or Brock Gunter. Yeah. Those are two really big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Brock Roman is the biggest, obviously. Yeah, that's the biggest draw that they have. Um. Uh, well, for me, I really want to see Bianca Rhea like, yeah. really bad. Yeah. Um, are, are we doing matches that haven't happened before ever? Trying, yeah. Trying to? Yeah. Um, Cena Cody, Edge Cody. Um, honestly, I need more Gunther Cody. Their sequence at the Rumble was fantastic. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Seth Gunther. Oh. Oh. Um. Wow. Cena, Logan Paul, Randy, Logan Paul. Ooh. I need a buckshot into an RKO. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you're right. Need it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what else are like dream matches right now that could happen. Um. I'm trying to think of a good one for L.A. Knight. <laughs> L.A. Knight, Seth? Yeah, like I had L.A. Knight, Cena. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. That would be so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Gosh, and he would win. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Lashley Gunther. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, though, I really want to see Brock Sheamus. Yeah, Brock Sheamus would be really good. Anything you have for KO? I know you're a big KO fan. Yeah. Um 
The one that I, I know it's happened before, so it feels cheap, but I just I want a program between Kevin and Cody. Okay. I think that would be really good. Um Kevin's wrestled like everyone though. That's the thing. I know the the program won't happen. What about Kevin and Brock? I thought about that too. It I want it. It won't happen. This will never happen. It uh, sucks. What about Edge and, and Kevin? Ooh, that would be good. I think that would be good. Yeah. Um I want a Cody Finn program really bad. I think that would be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I could honestly see that happening after Mania. Yeah. I want a full-on program, and what I thought they were going to do this year, um, Bianca Charlotte. Yeah. That as a full program would yep. be good with Bianca as the face, Charlotte as the heel. Oh, my gosh. Cody AJ Styles, I need yeah. that. Yeah. I need that. Cody Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cody AJ would be awesome. Anything with theory? I was thinking of him. Um, he's wrestled a lot of the people on the main roster. Any, pro- right now. any of the programs, though? <clears throat> um, I I think a Cody Theory program would be really good. Um, I think a Theory. Hmm. As far as programs go, that's the one that sticks out a lot. Um, yeah, I that that's what I've got for him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, for theory, I think a full program with somebody like Drew would be really beneficial to him. They've I know they've wrestled before, but or I even think Theory and Randy. Theory and Randy be good. I think they could have a really good feud. Um. You know, want to see some Theory and Gunther. I think those are the two best drop kicks in the game right now. Yeah, you're right. Those, I mean, those are. <clears throat> yeah. Imagine Gunther running at him, Theory going through the ropes with the roll. They and collided. he chops him in midair, or they Woo! collide with the drop kicks. I think they, they, they should collide with the drop kicks. Chops him in midair as he rolls through. That'd be really good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hit you with another one that's kind of obscure, but I just thought about it. Uh, Montez and Gunther. Ooh. There's, is that that was a random good. one that came to my that mind. That would be good. Got anything for Gable? Gable? Gable Gunther. Gable Gunther would be good. Gable Cena. Oh. Will he ever get to that level? Probably no. not. But um, Gable. Uh, oh, what about anything for Gargano? Well, you just completely forgot about Gargano. I need a Seth Gargano program. Cody Gargano. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gargano and Kevin. Ooh, that would be really good. Gargano Drew. Yeah. That would be really good. Yeah. A low-key Brock Chad Gable. Brock Chad Gable would, would slap. That would be so good. You know it would, too. Yeah. Honestly, one that they haven't done it. They probably won't, but Shinsuke Brock. I know they fought yeah. in Japan, but I kind of need it. Yeah. I need Shinsuke to bring I need bring him back. back on my TV. He's in Japan still, though. Really? Yeah. I assume I think he's just taking some time off. He's either taking some time off or working on, on renewing his visa, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of, like, programs especially that, like, haven't happened that I really want to happen. Braun Breaker. We, him and Gunther. Well, they've wrestled in NXT, but. Uh, I think Braun Roman and Braun would be really good. Brock and Braun. Yeah. Bobby Braun would be really good. Cena too. Braun. Yeah. You know Braun Seth would be good. Braun Seth would be fire. Yeah. Um... I think Braun versus Chad Gable would be excellent. That would. Yeah. Um, you can kind of just plug anyone, right? I mean, there's some people that you kind of feel like would clash, but you can plug like anyone with anyone mm-hmm. at this point. Everybody's so talented in WWE. But yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I think dream matches are fun to talk about this time of year because we're getting some right now. Yeah. Like, Cena. I mean, after Mania, after Mania 2, there's going to be a lot of that post-WrestleMania feeling in the air yeah. um, and a lot of ex- general excitement because it is, it is like the new start of a season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited for where we're headed. I am too. Next week we'll have the WrestleMania preview for everyone, which I just can't believe is already happening. But yeah. Next week's WrestleMania week. And then week after that we'll have WrestleMania Fallout. We'll yep. be talking about Raw after Mania. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. But that's all we got for this week. Um, thanks as always for joining us. See ya.